we're watching the snow job. We're discussing skiing, MRIs, and Chad Insel Dynamic. So, let's go steal a podcast. Wait, wait, no, no. What? We're not watching the snow job what? this week. I think we're doing something else. We're doing something special. Who, ah! That's right. Who are you? An intruder. I'm the kind of I'm I'm just the person you need to pull off this job. A young person. Do you have a go-kart? Well, not on me. I have access to go-karts, but I do not have one currently in the It's 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 all in my in my contract. You'll see it. It's it's fine. Are are you a lead hacker who invented a projector? No. And like a holographic technology? No, but I am I am good at giving very deadpan delivery and then being in movies about vampires later on in my life. That's kind of where I roll. Ah. Well, it's uh, great to have Taylor Lockett <laughs> with us in this episode. Uh, Taylor, uh, what movie did we watch? This, uh, we watched uh, the 2004, I'm just going to say masterpiece that is Catch That Kid. It's certainly that. <laughs> Inside 80 floors of reinforced steel, guarded by a state-of-the-art safe, lies the one thing they need most. There is not a pro in the world who could ever break in. But these are not pros. Whoa. Man, we are so grounded. Y'all, y'all want to know a secret? I didn't like this movie. But before that, let's introduce ourselves. <laughs> I am Frankie, and with me is my usual co-host, as always. How are you doing today, Cassidy? I'm doing well. It's just extremely hot in my room. Uh, yeah, it's pretty hot in my uh, little recording studio, a.k.a. the storage closet. Uh, and we have with us our first guest to talk about, like, uh, like he said, that uh, movie sensation catch that kid we have luke with us today from d comedy hi hi nice to be here i did not actually know i was your first guest uh, i appreciate that it's a special honor i was not aware no yeah definitely i mean oh, the cool. podcast is young this is episode eight technically sure sure uh, i thought it was like or nine. nine yeah it's our first it's special an, episode it's our first special episode that's what matters sure i will i feel I, I feel special being a part of it oh you you are special Thank you. I know. So, before we get into it, do we want to say impressions? Oh, well, I was asking before we started recording. Uh, I was asking who came up with this. Uh, who Whose idea was it for us to do Catch That Kid? And uh, you, you were saying it was you. Yes. I must accept the blame for this one. <laughs> Good. I mean, I wasn't going to blame you anyways, but I'm glad you're, you're, take, you're taking the responsibility. Uh... And what were you saying, Lucas, that what was the reason you accepted to do this episode? Well, Cassie reached out to me on Twitter uh, and she said, hey, we're doing an episode about Catch That Kid. Do you want to be on it? Uh, because it's DCOM related. And I thought to myself, Catch That Kid, I remember that movie. How is it DCOM related? All oh, right, Corbin Blue is in it from uh, the acclaimed High School Musical franchise. And uh, luckily for Cassidy, or well, both of you, uh, is the fact that I actually loved this movie as a child because it 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 was the first like i have a very distinct memory of it being like the first time i won an argument with my parents was about this movie (laughs) i am intrigued tell us so we were if you want to if you want to get the whole story it's not that interesting 
but it was like we were on vacation in Florida and we were going to a video store to rent some uh, movies to watch for the whole family. It was me, my parents, my sister, and my grandma. Um, and this was at a time when video stores were both still a thing and carried VHS tapes. Um, and I, we found up some movies, whatever. But then I saw Catch That Kid and I, on the shelf, and I was like, oh... I, I don't know if I'd seen it before. My memory's hazy on that. But I remember being like, oh, I want to watch this movie. And my parents were like, no, no one wants to watch that movie. And I was like, well, no, you guys don't have to watch it. Like, I just want to watch it, like, by myself while on this trip. Like, I have a VCR in my room. But I can watch it by myself. And they're like, mm, no, we're not going to get that. We're already doing this whole thing. And then I was like, guys, please, I, I'm going to watch this movie. Like, it's happening. And I just took <laughs> and I just took it off the shelf. And I guess they were like, you know what? This is too small of a battle for us to really care. Whatever. But just, I like somehow coerced them into letting me rent this movie and then i just re i remember sitting down in my uh in the bedroom of the house we were renting watching the movie just being like yeah that's right yeah i got my way this feels this feels amazing <laughs> of all the hills to die on the hill of catch that kid certainly is one of them listen i didn't say it was a good decision I'm just saying I had a distinct memory about this film was that I won an argument against my parents to let me watch it. And I still, and I remembered loving it back in the day. So I was, I was excited to revisit it for this purpose and to talk about it for however long this takes because I've got nothing but time. Excellent. Have you seen this movie before, Cass? Yes, I, like Lucas, I saw this when I was very young. It was, uh, Kristen Stewart had a very formative she was a very formative figure in my life. Yeah, you could, I, believe, I, I, I think I feel like sexual awakening is the words you're looking for. <laughs> Something like that, yes. I mean, this. I don't think it's very often I see something classified a kids movie and go, "Yep, that's a lesbian." Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't help that another character. I hate that we have to go back to this well, but another character uh -huh. is. Played by someone who also uh -huh. starred in... Say the name. Say it. Cassidy, say the name of the show. The L Word. Mm. This show is going to end with you and me re-watching The L Word. Oh, God, I hope <laughs> not. That's, that's, the, that's the end of the show. Don't worry, Cassidy. I'll come to your rescue here real quick. Now, uh, I'm a straight man. That's fine with me. But I, I will. This is a hill I will die on, which is that Corbin Blue has always been a very important figure in my life because he is a beautiful man, and I have no qualms about saying that. He uh, sure is a beautiful man. I did not. Okay, so I kind of recognize him. Like he was familiar to me when I watched this movie. Which, by the way, this is the first time I watched this movie. Oh, Thank okay. Thankfully, because I did not like it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, this is the first time I watch it, and I, like I recognize Kristen Stewart immediately. Uh, I recognize the lady from the L Word. I recognize the bank manager. Uh, but I saw this kid, Austin, and I was like, he's familiar, but I don't know from where. So, thankfully, I can now put him with "Get Your Head in the Game" and combine those two moments in my brain. <laughs> Uh, well, are you a big, are you a decom person at all? Like, are you a Disney Channel person? Were you aware of the High School Musical films? See, I watched the High School Musical films. 
and I saw a couple of other uh, D comedies, but I don't think until the High School Musical films, Disney Channel existed in Mexico, where it was like barely starting around that time. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, I grew up in Mexico, so mm. uh, my exposure to TV, not TV, but like kids' movies was if something made it to films in Mexico or something Mexican. So the very first big one I can think of is uh, uh, High School Musical. I gotcha. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, Corbin Blue also is the star of another Disney Channel original movie called Jump In, which is a, an amazing film. And he is also just as attractive as ever in that. Uh, and I say that with not a hint of homosexuality about me, but I, I can admit the dude's hot. He's hot in that movie. He's jumping rope and like. Mm. I was going to ask if it was a jump. I was going to ask if it was a jump oh, rope yeah. movie. It's a jump rope movie. You, you don't think a jump rope movie would be good, but with Corbin Blue, um, oh, oh, yeah. I I saw Breaking and Breaking 2. Is that I about jump rope? I thought it was about breakdance. Yeah, but, you know, put a rope in it. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's, that tracks. Uh, so, or, uh, should we get started, Cat? Yeah, we're ten minutes in, and we've introduced ourselves, so... I think this was a good intro. Yeah, but other things. So did no, so so did so did no one recognize the other kid, Gus? Uh, no, I no. have no idea who Gus is, and I hate him. I hate <laughs> Gus with all my heart. He's one of the worst characters in media I have ever <laughs> encountered. That's a bold claim. Uh, well, then I I recognized Gus immediately, and for anyone who has seen the fantastic Vin Diesel film, The Pacifier. Oh, Gus no. plays Gus plays the oldest uh, boy in that film. He plays the oldest child, the Seth, I, I believe his name is. Uh, and I recognize him. I have him. seen oh, that movie. Yeah, he's the old, but he's the old boy that that uh, does wrestling, but he really wants to be in a musical. And they think he's a Nazi, but Ooh. then it turns out he's in. Then then it turns out he's in a production of The Sound of Music, and he's playing. Uh, Rolf or whatever the character's name is and so all like he has the armband because it's part of his costume and he dyed his hair because he is preparing for the role and he just like doesn't want to talk about it because he's super embarrassed and it's that's a great film I'm sorry yeah I have I've seen that it's certainly something yeah I've forgotten there was a Nazi subplot in the pacifier there there is definitely unmistakably a Nazi subplot did y'all ever see the chaperone it was the pacifier. It's basically the pacifier, but instead of Ben Diesel, is WWE superstar Triple H. No. I am not. Don't watch it. It's bad. Oh. Or watch it. It's bad. I, I'm generally skeptical whenever somebody says, "Oh, this star's WWE superstar." I'm always like, mm, "I don't think." I'm okay, take a so WWE films are some of the best movies ever made. They're also some of the worst movies ever made, and I'm talking about the same movies. The <laughs> Scooby-Doo one, where they go to WWE City, and uh, they have to fight because there's, like, a murder ghost in the in, in it is great. There's always a murder ghost at Scooby-Doo. There's one where they go to to the the Flintstones and there's the WWE wrestlers there and then in the same movie they go to the Jetstones it's WWE makes bad good movies wait which one's the one where John Cena shows up uh most of them oh <laughs> the two I mentioned he's in he's also in the Marine and 21 Rounds 
Yeah, John Cena can John Cena can act in some stuff fine. I'll say that he's he's done all right in some stuff I've seen him in. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, just gonna put aside the ad that's been showing up in front of all my YouTube videos recently about him eating underwear. Wait, what? Ugh. At least I think it's John Cena. No. 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 I, okay, I think oh, we've. Okay. So, no, anyway, let's, yeah, yeah. let's, sorry, let's, I got us off track. Let's get we rented enough. Yeah, let's get into the episode. So, okay. uh, 20th Century Fox logo, uh, we open mm -hmm. with Kristen Stewart climbing a water tank. Urban hiking, or urban... Vertical urban rock hiking. Climbing? Yeah, I don't know what you would call this. Urban rappelling? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just like as close as she can get to actually mountain climbing, I guess. Mm -hmm. We eventually see, after a lot of panning shots, that she's climbed this tower before, and she's marked how high she's gotten. And mm -hmm. she's been apparently doing this for a while, because I think the first mark we see, the lowest, is like 1998, and this was released in 2004. So oh, this was released in 2004? I thought it was in 2003. I thought she marks, like, on the water tower 2003. Yeah, it's... In the movie, it's 2003. Uh, oh, okay. So, how old is she supposed to be in this movie? 15? She's supposed to be a kid. Well, if... That's what the casting call said, I think. Yeah, they don't they really... they cast a teenager. Have, yeah, they don't really hit ages super hard on this one. Like, I would guess maybe, like... 13 14 is maybe where they're living like her and her friends yeah. and then i think like the older brother i'd say has got to be like at least 16 like so let's be generous and say she's 14 yeah sure and it, we're in 2003 so she was climbing that tower since she was like eight or nine just about yeah, well... okay um we should probably define her name because she's named maddie yes that is going to become explicitly important later. So she's jumping from pipe. It's a plot point. Yeah. It is. An, the character's name is a plot point. Although, like, I, I will get into it later. Never mind. Keep going. Okay. Uh, she's jumping from pipe to pipe. She transfers her carabiners every now and again. I guess she decides she's done because she starts marking off her height with, a, like, a sharpie. That is true. There isn't ever, like... There's never like a like, oh man, I'll never climb that high. She's just like, yep, this is good for today. And then just like, it's done. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of strange. Yeah, it's not like, I'm going to push myself and keep going. It's like, no, that, this works. I'll come back later, I guess. Yeah, and it's a good thing she does mark off her place there because then her mum rings and she falls off the tower. The movie's over. She's dead. Everyone go home. Those are, those are real crappy because the hooks break, right? Her actual climbing hooks look like they break. I thought it like I thought I, I thought like the hinges she was like hooking onto broke off because yeah. like was an old water hinges? tower. It was That's what hinges. I thought it was implying. I thought it was the hooks, and I was like, "Man, those were some crappy hooks." No, I think it's supposed to be the water tower because it's an old. Oh well, it might be her hooks. We see how good they are later. Yeah. That, well. Anyway, can we also address the fact that like. It's 2003 slash 2004, and she has a cell phone. Mm -hmm. She's a child. Yeah, That's weird. It's weird. I love her high-quality camera cell phone. Oh, oh, wait. Is it supposed to be the same thing? Because I wrote down that the camera she uses later is like, like looks like no camera I've ever seen before. I did not get the impression that it's just... It's supposed to be her cell phone. Oh, I did not get that, because they look so... Uh. 
like no cell phone or camera that has ever existed. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but no, I, yeah. I, at least that's how I read it. I thought it was supposed to be her cell phone. Yeah, so she falls down to the ground, but she doesn't kill herself. She stops just short, and she eventually writes herself, and she answers the call for mum. Mum mm-hmm. is, I think, Molly? Named yes. Molly? It's kind of, that's and that's not a plot point. It, she's mum. It's very irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, she's mum. She is a busy, uh, working mother. Yeah, she's the head of like a security firm, and she's nearly done with a job on a bank well she's supposed to be nearly done but she's not as done as she's supposed to be as we learn in a second she says she'll be working late that night and she needs maddie to pick up a baby a baby brother from the child care or preschool child care daycare i think think. yeah i think it was daycare Daycare. i think it's daycare yeah yeah. because i think they're supposed to be on spring break right now so i don't think there'd be there'd be school oh yeah of course Uh, so I like how this movie immediately immediately tells you, okay, we don't have time for complex things. Here's busy man with work. Here's an evil rich man, and here's a sad man. <laughs> have these strokes. Well, no, here's the well. The movie. The thing is, the movie doesn't have time for anything, seemingly, because this this whole yeah. like mm, first fifteen minutes are as much setup as you get from everything, and from there on out, it's all about the heist. Uh, but the problem is that, just like you're saying, is that basically all of the characters are just, like, either one note or just a trope that we're supposed to know everything about because it's a trope. And for a kid's movie, that's... I think that's okay. You could probably... You can probably yeah. get away with, with that because it's not... Yeah. Like, no, I, I agree. Any award-winning cinema. I know, I agree. Yeah, as long as it's interesting and you do fun things with the characters... Which, I don't know if this movie does. I'm not gonna lie, there were scenes I enjoyed in this movie. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the thing I will say to this movie, is that it do, it's not like some kids' movies I've seen where the characters are poorly written, and then they just you have to watch them just drag on through the story and you don't care about them. This movie knows that the reason kids are watching it is because they want to see kids break into a bank, and they're trying mm-hmm. to get to that as quickly as possible. Yeah, and they do it in a lot of time. This hour has a one hour, 50 minute runtime. Wait, what? Yeah. I'll I say I, that we're going to be introduced... Did you, did you watch a different... We're going to be introduced to the... What, well, the, did you watch a different cut? Mine was an hour 30. Oh, mine must have been slowed down so it didn't get removed from YouTube. Yeah. I'll cut that out. Yeah, that, yeah, no, I watched it on HBO Go and it was an hour 30. <laughs> Okay, then mine was an hour thirty as well. I also watched it on HBO Go. Oh, I'll cut my overestimate. You, you then. pirate! They're gonna be I coming. I can't get it. They're gonna be coming. It's not on Netflix. It's not on anything. What was it? Uh, it was on YouTube for three dollars, I think. But I don't know if if you can get that on Australia. I don't have three dollars. I don't. I would. Yeah, we no. Yeah, we we don't want to pay money any more money to catch that kid. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, they they they've got it. They know body. what they did. Put put catch that kid in the public domain where it belongs. It, it should be. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. The mum is reporting to like I think the CEO or like one of the board members of the bank. Something. He's like the president of the bank. Yeah, and uh, this is Mr. Brisbane, aka Mr. Evil Man. That's 
<laughs> yeah, he's... Evil man. Yeah, that's how I wrote it down in my notes. Yep. Evil man. He's very punchable. Yep. This is like one of our favorite tropes in Leverage, and uh, I'm glad we have it here where capitalism is the enemy. Uh, so at least something I can relate to. And he's like, oh, you're not operational with the security yet. Mm. Yeah, he basically, well, they said, like, we contracted you to get our security system up and running by the party we're throwing in three days. The party's going to happen. And she's like, well, the system hasn't been tested, so I wouldn't do that. And he's like, screw you. I'm still throwing the party. That's pretty much yeah i'm rich and evil and your boss and this and this and i wrote down i wrote down this is really what the kids care about you know intense bank contractual discussion yeah and i it reminded me of um uh, of avatar the legend of ang or the last airbender if you're somewhere else that calls it something else mm -hmm. where um azula uh the fire nation princess wants them wants her ship to pull into port and the guy's like, oh, but the tides are not good. And she says, do the tides command this ship? And I, oh, something, some analysis I read about how that shows her, and I think in the same sense, Mr. Brisbane, to not be a good leader. Being ruthless, but mm -hmm. just not understanding. Yes, so yep. Mr. Track. Brisbane is part of the Fire Nation. <laughs> I in this scene we get introduced to my third favorite character of the movie, uh, <laughs> who I have dubbed Sad Man. Uh, he he gets a name later, but when he first gets introduced, I just wrote down Sad Man. For future reference, he is called Alan Hartman. I Hartman, I Hartman. I don't know Hartman. I think sounds right, but I don't know anything else. Oh, A A L Al Hartman. And he is played by John Carroll Lynch, that you may recognize him from Fargo, from Face Off, uh, a bunch of movies. That's good, because I don't. Oh yeah, I immediately recognized it. I was like, ah, I know you've been in movies, person. Yeah, I, I, I recognized him, but I, I, I recognized him, but he was one of those actors where it's just like, you've been in something. I, I don't care enough to IMDb it, though. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a husband in Fargo. That's the main thing I I recognize him on. So we cut to our go kart track. Mm -hmm. We have go karts in this film, which is good. Yes, this is actually what kids want to see. So, what's what's your what's your experience with go karts? What's your relationship with go karts? Uh, I have a very positive relationship with go karts. Uh, I uh, I've always enjoyed go kart racing. And my dad uh, is a big car fan, and so he used to drag me to this auto club uh, that he was a part of. And they, but I liked, but I didn't like you know talking to people that he knew because they because it was always boring. But they had like really cool like actually like professional go karts like we see here, and they let me drive them, and it was very fun. Nice. Yeah, go karts are cool. Do you have a relationship with go-karts, uh, Cass? I've ridden on them once, and I got yelled at for taking turns too sharply. Ah. <laughs> uh, I was obsessed with them as a kid, not to the point of owning one, and my town in Mexico wasn't big enough to have one, or rich, fancy enough. But whenever we went to on the holidays uh, to visit my relatives in Monterrey, they used to have, like... 
there used to be a big uh, go-kart track we would go for and uh, it was usually just empty so just me and I would do like I think they they would give the equivalent of like five dollars for for an hour for me just to go and do like laps on the go-kart track by myself and like I have a lot of fond memory and love from go-karts uh, so I'm glad this was something that was like okay good go-karts I'm into this movie but then there's pit stop and pit crews with go-karts which really took me out yeah, th- yeah this movie really it wants you to believe that go-karting is a very professional sport and I'm not saying that it isn't I'm sure there are people who devote a lot of time money and energy to being really good at go-karting and racing go-karts mm-hmm. and it is just as competitive as the movie play- pays uh thinks it is but to most people it's something you do after you're done mini golfing and i don't and so this whole yes. thing is really unbelievable that like this would be like a, such a crowded stadium full just full of ravenous go-kart fans not there to race go-karts there to just watch people race go-karts is the most exciting thing in the world to them this is a business yeah. like we're gonna find out that uh uh, Maddie's parents own uh, this race, uh, this go kart yeah. track. And it's not a racetrack. It's not like, oh, we we track like uh, we have uh, big cars, and then on the weekends it's go karts. It's, it's explicitly a go kart track, and they make presumably some money out of it. Uh, so yeah, no, it's and the fact that every. Presumably every team, and there's basically like 10, 20 cars here, has their own like pit crew and mechanic. I don't know in what world... Like, I I like the idea of this fantasy go-kart world. It feels like, uh, like in shonen anime, when like a minor thing, which is the thing the show is based on, is super important and everyone talks about it and everyone cares about it. This feels out of a shonen anime that was about go-karts. Like card games or tennis. Or gambling. Yeah, or gambling. Kakagura's weird and good. Anyway. Maddie is like, uh, where, where is my notes? Uh, we, meet, we meet her. We meet, we, we we meet, are the yeah, we meet her dad and her two friends. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, card 11 pulls into the pits. Uh, the stop takes a bit longer than the guy was expecting. And he blames his pitman for him losing the whole race. Pit- and we get the arsler. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I did catch that too. Yeah, it's a harsh reminder that this was made all the way back then. And it, but and it's one, and it's one this movie does not need because if you took two look, two seconds to look at, it, you could tell it was made in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, it's a. There's a small comfort in my heart to know that the character who says that wants to be a cop and be like okay you're painting an accurate representation of cops but still i mean they don't call him they don't call they, they don't call him bad chad for nothing Ugh, bad chad bad chad's such a bad <laughs> that's why he has it because he's bad yep so here here we learn that bad chad is the driver in this go-kart and he has his brother uh, whose name I already forgot, and I Gus. hate him. This is Gus. Gus? Yes, this, this is, is Gus. Uh, Gus, my least favorite. Ca- I bad Chad is better than Gus, and that's saying a lot. 
Uh, so we meet Bad Chad, his mechanic brother Gus, who fixes his car, but not actually, and it breaks down. So he blames the race on him. Well, was it was this meant to like? Did he do it on purpose, or did he just? I think up? he did. Because uh, I've uh, no, I don't like, think. I don't think he did it on purpose. He's yeah, surprised. but he's like holding the the bits. So I was wondering if he was like, "Ha, I got you," but I couldn't tell. No, he's holding the bits, and he's surprised that he's holding yeah. the bits. He looks at the at the spare parts that made the car break down, and goes, "Ah, he doesn't say it, but his face goes." Ah shit! These were supposed to go in it. Well, no. What? 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 what do you, if he actually said anything, it would have been holy, and then nothing because yeah. he says that like five times. I, I don't know. I think like every every good art, there's different ways of interpreting it. That is true. I believe <laughs> that in this masterpiece, not really, of cinema, the. The thing that I took away is that Gus is incompetent and uh, despite his best efforts didn't think about putting pieces out of the go-kart back into the go-kart before letting his brother Well, to be fair, I mean, he had... The brother was yelling at him the entire time and so he was probably rushing. So I I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can justifiably call him incompetent considering he does some truly impossible things with go-karts later yeah i mean i yeah his his competence power varies through this film also he wasn't even working on the wheels which are the bits that the nuts are from he was like messing around in the like the bottom yeah, he was, he was tr- like he was like fixing the axle or something and i was like and i was like this is not what a pit stop is real pit stops yeah, pits, no, it, yeah. I, I don't even know if go-kart pit stops are a thing but if even in like nascar a pit stop is like put more gas mm-hmm. in the tank and then put new wheels on because you might have worn them out or whatever yeah they don't like ratchet the car yeah. up and like un- add new lug nuts or whatever the hell he was doing you get an, an f1 if you do that you get penalties you're not supposed to change or move anything from the car other than the wheels because then it's an unfair advantage because you may may be taking pieces off to help you go faster or adding different pieces that weren't previously accepted so all you if you're gonna do anything else to the car you're gonna get penalized so i don't know what the hell they also the other thing that you need to bring up here is the fact that bad chad says i can't believe mom made me make you my lead uh mechanic and i said yeah, why did she make you do that? Gus is a child. Gus yeah. is a child. And that's a problem this movie has on the whole, which is it forgets that its main characters are children and in the world should be treated it, as children. It's so weird. This movie... But this movie doesn't do it no. all the time. It does it sometimes, and then it remembers, like, when when it should be appropriate. Like, oh, they're going to face consequences because the movie has been treating them like adults. It goes... Ah, you're children, aren't you? <laughs> mm. uh, so, after we see the bolts in Gus's hand, we cut to Austin, who's holding a camera. He's a filmographer. He is one of what? He's a stalker. Yeah, yes, but yeah, he's, he's, but, but he's ma- supposed to be one of the classic children's entertainment tropes, which is kid who films everything. He just... He is a couple of tropes. He is kid who films Packer. everything. He is uh, computer geek. Friend, 
and yeah, he's a computer nerd. He is a science fiction nerd, I think it gets mentioned. He is also friend who is in love with best friend. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the dumbest plot line of this whole movie. <laughs> I oh. hate that so much. Because it just it, makes my skin crawl. Yeah, because it's not just him; it's also Gus, and the competition between the two gets way more time in this movie than it deserves. Yeah, and then there's—I know we're we're skipping all over it, but I there's points in this movie where I actually like became invested. I was like, "Oh, tension's happening. They need to get away, or bad stuff is gonna happen." And then the movie stops stops to a halt. To get to give time about these preteens and their love, and the thing is, I can summarize the whole love plotline as these two straight boys have a crush on their lesbian friend, and she doesn't know how to tell them that she's totally not interested. Actually, no, she does say she's not interested, and they don't take well, no for also, an And then she uses that to manipulate them. Yes, good for her because they're being assholes that. Or like, no, fuck you, we're not going to help you if you don't date us. So she has to lie to them to be like... She recognizes the fact that she is a strong lesbian woman and that Mm -hmm. the male patriarchy is keeping her down. So she has to weaponize her own sexuality against them in order to save her father. That's the... I love that the way she weaponizes her sexuality is... I know we're jumping around, but I don't care. Is she buys... Uh, a heart necklace and she gives one part to one guy and the other part to the other guy and she's like ah they'll never wear them around each other my plan is perfect I'm a genius I only had to buy one shortly Maddie is not great when it comes to plans no but continue So, so Maddie's crossing the track and this is why we said Austin's a stalker because he films her crossing the track. He doesn't just like film her. He goes like, ah, my muse. There she is. Ooh, I forgot about that. Thanks so much for like, if me. he was just filming, if he, yeah, like I like Austin at times, but then he, anytime the the pl- the romance plot happens, I'm like, oh no, you're horrible. When it's just like, oh, science stuff, that's fine. But when he's like, oh, I love you so much. Like, dude. Yeah, it's, it's bad. He's also, wearing, he's also wearing a sweater vest in this scene. And that's that, that look on Corbin Blue for me just does not work. I'm sorry, Corbin. but hmm. Also, it's really hot. Like, it's a hot day there. Everyone's, like, in tank tops and shorts. And he's wearing a sweater vest because he's a nerd. Yeah. So, uh, eventually... The race is finished, and Corbin follows Maddie across the track. Uh, Chad, bad Chad, gets out of his cart, and he's going to kill Gus. Mm-hmm. Headlocks him, uh, breaks his neck instantly, and the film is over again. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Yeah, no, but, I had a great time. Uh, next week, uh, what are we uh, watching next uh, week? We're watching the uh, Mile High Club job. Mile High... Okay, no. So... <laughs> Uh, they get into, like, a bit of a scuffle, and then they run away, and then they're doing barbecue at, uh, at Maddie's house, and then the dad, they're having an argument about what do girls like. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, hang on, I'm, I'm, yeah, wait, we need to, I'm just gonna stop you there. Yeah, we need to jump back a little, we can't jump right uh, there. It's an important plot point that, uh, Chad has gotten a shift on security at the bank, 
Yes. And he says yes, that right. he's one step closer to becoming a cop. This film is woke. Yes. <laughs> make make the bully asshole teen brother a cop and and be like, ah, that's bad. Yeah, no, this is good. There's, uh, one point for right. catch that kid. Uh, the, other, the other important thing that happens in the scene is that she talks to her dad and we learn that we learned when the mom called that she did that Kristen Stewart's character is not supposed to be climbing like we saw her doing. And the dad oh, yeah. reaffirms this uh, when he like notices that her hands are wrapped for climbing and tells her that she he doesn't want her doing it because he fell and hurt himself badly. But she goes like, no, but I want to be like you, dad. I want to climb Mount Everest. And he goes, no, you shouldn't. But look at my picture of me at the top of Mount Everest. I know, isn't that isn't that cool? Yeah, it's not the best talk. <laughs> uh, he okay. He's a uh, he has good intentions, but her dad might not be the best dad. Uh, yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I will say this about the dad is that I did actually really like the actor who's doing him. He's like genuinely kind of charming. He's, he's yeah, he's likable. That's a good. Yeah. He's likable. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, yeah. is. As I kind of mentioned at the beginning, Kristen Stewart, for some reason, decided to be so deadpan this entire movie. Like, you'd think a young actress is just starting a career would try and put a little more energy into her into a, 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 bit, a I... motion picture. And she's just like, yeah, Dad, I mean, come on, Mount Everest. Like, there's not a lot of energy behind her performance. And it's really noticeable here, because... I kind of liked it because it felt very like I'm a teenager and I don't care about stuff. And even when I'm emoting, I also don't care about stuff. Yeah, there is one scene later where I think it really works to the character's advantage, though. And we'll get to that in about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Back to the barbecue? The... Well, no, here's the... Here's the thing barbecue? about the barbecue is that she says to that she says to the uh-huh. friends like yeah we're doing a barbecue at my house you should come by and then we cut to her house and it's literally just the dad is cooking on the grill like it's not really like a barbecue mm-hmm. it's just like the dad is yeah. making food on a grill it's just a cook yeah that's making food outside for yep. three people four if yeah. you count the kid we see Gus accidentally burns his arm on the barbecue yeah okay now a couple things a couple things happen. But one thing happens before he burns his hand. They're having an argument about whether girls like geeks or mechanics more. And you can tell immediately by her reaction and the way she's moving, she just doesn't like boys. Calm down, y'all. I mean, Harold. Like, what? Yeah. Who's Harold? Harold. Harold. Who's Harold? Have you, have you not seen that thing? Like, Harold, they're lesbians. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking I, about. I blanked out there. No, I hear you. Yeah, no, I, I took me a minute on that one, too. But I like the, I liked the, I, I liked this whole thing because, it, well, I just like this thing because I like the fact that they had to, they, they're calling out the, what tropes they are, where it's like, do, do girls yeah. like builder trope or geek trope? Which one? It, this movie is nothing but helpful. To remind you uh, over and over again what the characters are. Yeah, so the dad tries to get Maddie to weigh in on their discussion. And kids are like, no, 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 don't do that. The, the boys are like, don't do that. 
and then he burns his hand, and the dad pours beer. Yeah, he says it's an old climber's trick, and I was like, first of all, I don't think pouring cold liquid on a burn is a climbing trick. I think that's just what you do. Mm -hmm. A. B. Why are climbers getting burned that you need an old climber's trick? You just climb mountains. Also, why are climbers taking beers with them on the climb? That seems counterintuitive. Well, I mean, I could imagine alcohol being useful, but like Beer. Well, I mean, listen, no, man. When, when, once you get to that elevation, you get so drunk off just like one beer. Like, it's just, it's a cool cool experience. Like they mm-hmm. just they're out there just taking sips and just getting wasted. Then the dad says, uh, "Don't worry, women love scars. Look at the one in my butt. <laughs> Touch it's not it. on his butt. It's not his spine. Yeah, and that's the scar he got from climbing Everest. Yeah, plot foreshadowing." Yeah, he fell. He he. A hundred. His his equipment broke, and he did a hundred foot feet fall. Foot yeah, free fall, and hurt his back. So later, uh, mum is home, and it's like midnight. Mum is home. She's mm-hmm. having dinner, and the dad enters. He's like, "Oh, I wish we didn't have to have a midnight snack to have a date," and they start dancing. And again, it's very I mean, likable it and charming. It kind of works. Yeah, it's likable. This and charming. relationship kind of works mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah, but then he basically faints. Yeah, he just like and he passes out. Well, no, it's worse than passing out because he falls, but he's still conscious, and he says, "I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my legs," and that actually killed me. Like the way I think this actor is good because he went from yeah, I'm charming and funny and smiling, and then immediately went like. I can't feel my legs. And right, that, yeah. That looks yeah, good. Definitely, yeah. So they're at the hospital, and this is a serious injury. The doctor says it was most likely sustained from his climbing accident, and there's nothing they can do there. This movie does goes through so many... jumps through so many hoops to not explicitly say what is wrong with him. They just, they just say, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's an injury caused from his fall... Like not the initial injury, it's like something else, and they don't—they don't say if he is gonna die or if he'll be just completely paralyzed. Like they never specify what's going on with that. They're just yeah. like, oh, he when he fell, he hurt more than just his back. We can't do anything. Is he gonna die? I don't know. It's—it's it's a very strange thing. Like they won't even say like spinal cord injury. They just say injury. Yeah. And, like, he can move his legs, but they kind of hint that maybe he won't be able to move anything, but they they don't really Well, no, he say says it, it later. He, say, he says it later that he can't move at all. And so he's like, so I, I believe, my, like, my assumption is that he is, he messed his, his spine was more injured than they thought, and he's completely paralyzed now. But then, like, when I was reading on, when I, I watched it on HBO Go, they have the description on the side of the thing, and it says... That they're trying to save his life, so maybe he's gonna die. It's not clear. Like they, they just, maybe it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a fifty-fifty thing. I guess. Like, I he might. They probably just didn't want to say the word "die" or "death" or whatever. Uh, so there is an experimental treatment that's had some relative success in Denmark, but it's pretty expensive. Their insurance won't cover it. It's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. God, this movie takes place in 2003. 
honestly, honestly, I I heard it and I was like, oh, that's not much. I've seen medical bills. I've seen my medical bill. That that's not that different to like a stay in the hospital and a normal surgery here in America. Yeah, and they own two businesses. Yeah, this is like, yeah. So this is yeah. a problem I have with the movie of one of many. Is like so uh, they they immediately say that they can't afford it, and Kristen Stewart starts crying, and it's it's honestly very good acting on her part as her just being like, "Mom, we can afford it, can't we?" Mm. The thing is, is this movie is very facetious about how much money they have because, like, on one hand, they act well. The second this bill comes up, they act like they have nothing. Like she's applying for loans, and she's like, mm-hmm. "We have the go kart track, we could sell that." Blah, 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 blah. But like the they own a house. The mom is this like super successful security person like as that like as we'll see later they're like oh yeah your mom designed that your mom built that your mom has this but and i was like yeah. how are you poor you're like the char- you've done like everything apparently like you should not be this strapped for cash they own the house and they never talk about getting a mortgage or a second mortgage or anything like that in today's terms it wouldn't be that much money it's only like three hundred and forty thousand dollars adjusting for inflation this this movie baffles me sometimes but that's what, yeah, that's maybe what, if it was this, 2.5 million that would well, be better yeah i i could see that like oh my god 2.5 million how are you gonna get it but when they say 250 million i'm like she they have two successful businesses they should be able to to get the loan i mean 250,000. they should be able to get a loan I think for the that the reason they picked that amount the filmmakers uh, it's just because they they didn't want like so much to have it seem like too big for like kids to like carry out of a place, like I guess like so. I like we'll see later that the money is like not just in one hundreds in like twenties and stuff. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. I have yeah, so, many so I but with the end of this movie definitely seems like a low number. Uh, so it's the next scene where she's trying to get a loan. Yeah, they from... do. It. They they do a bunch of montages. They do a little montage where it's like where it's like oh maybe this will work no maybe this will work no and then then the, the, she goes to the boss of the bank she works for. Okay, first of all, why did you bring your children to get a loan from your from the boss who you know is very evil and money focused? And then the boss he was just like yeah. Go ahead, come into my office just so I can tell you I'm not giving you money for your husband's surgery. Yeah, it's a bit silly. Yeah. Well, not silly, but like, it's something. Yeah, it's like. And the mom even direct the mom like looks at him and just goes, "Do you have a heart?" And I was like, "No one has ever genuinely asked a person that question, and let it especially not." Especially not the person you work for. Especially not the person you work for. You not a- like you still are employed by this man. You can't ask him if he has a heart. That's insane. And we are that gives us the best line in this whole movie. A bank has no heart. Only paper in a vault. That's such a dumb <laughs> line. I love it. Listen, we gotta yeah. we gotta explain finance to these kids. We gotta prepare them for financial disappointment. We have to tell them capitalism is bad, so good for them. Yeah, and so this movie had a lot more in common with leverage than I thought when I pitched it. Mm-hmm. Experimental medical treatment that could save someone's life, and Check. the bank isn't given the payout for it, not even to save a life. Check. And there's a heist, and 
Check. Unnecessary heterosexuality. <laughs> Check. And the one, the main geek character is forced upon the obvious lesbian. Yeah. So after this, my next note is puppies. Is this when we no. see the dog? Uh, not just yet. No. Not just yet. Um. Okay. Uh, Maddie is angry. She's talking to her dad, and he tells her the story of how he was climbing to Everest. And uh, he said, 100 feet from the summit." His climbing equipment broke, but there was this one perfect crack going right up the ice. And he tried to free climb it without any ropes or anything, but he fell. And so this is the bit where Maddie goes home and she finds her mum asleep. And mum's laptop is playing stats about the bank, about the security. Yeah, this was weird. Like, was she, like, watching her own video pitch for the security system, like, to, yeah. as she fell asleep? Like, what was she watching? It's not like they just, like, like they could have just had, like, the blueprints or something open on her laptop, but it's, like, a full, like, VO presentation where it's, like, this security system, ba da ba da ba 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 And I was, like, why were you watching this? <laughs> you designed it. Uh, I think she might have been, like, trying to go over the last few things she needed to do maybe if mr brisbane's bank got set up he'd be a bit nicer about the loan maybe i don't know so she listens and then she takes the plan to gus and austin they're a bit skeptical but she pl lays out a plan as we see the research happening she's going to go to work with her mum gus is going to find blueprints for the bank and austin takes care of some dogs yeah, she throws this, she comes at them with this real fast. Be, be, because they, they, they say in the presentation, like like we were saying, that like because the security system is not fully functional, they have dogs just to patrol like the corridors or whatever. But like the fact that she's just like, okay, I'm going with my mom, take pictures of everything. You figure out how to get past dogs. You figure out how to you get some architectural plans for the building. Okay, break. Like you'd think at first she'd just be like, listen, I have this crazy idea, guys. We need to break in and steal this money. And they're like, then they'd be like, what? But no, she's just first like, we're doing this. You're doing this. You're doing this. Break. She and this movie sometimes sag. Like, this is not the first heist they've done. Like, th th there's parts where it goes like, three days before the heist. Target, this and this. Like, if this was a regular episode of a TV show. And the way she acts and gives the plan and the orders is like, oh yeah, don't you remember? Like, we've done every other time. Yeah, she's taking pictures of, like, the, the um, boom gate into the parking lot. Chad, uh, bad Chad, bad Chad from the go-kart track, is mm -hmm. pretending to be a cop in the security room. And we meet another guard. He's, like, the head guard, I guess. And he's... Yeah, our secondary villain. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. First of all, the, the fact that this bank admittedly doesn't have its security system fully operational... But the fact that it only has two security mm. guards is baffling. And one of them is an intern. It's not even a full security guard. Second is that these guys are going to be, like, kind of comedy yeah. relief, but not really. No, but like, then at the end, it's going to take a very dark and messed up turn. Yeah. From the start, I was basically expecting yeah. if this were a Marvel film, that guy would be a secret Hydra agent. He would be. You know <laughs> it to be true. Like, he's just prancing around this room full of monitors. Like, full of monitors everywhere. Every wall has, like, ten monitors uh, that sometimes show the same image. 
It's not like, oh, it's a dedicated monitor per image. It's like, sometimes they're showing the same image. Just because no one's pressing any buttons. It just happens. Uh, and he's just, like, going around and pretending to do martial arts. Yeah, I think he's basically an older version of Chad. After Chad becomes more, like, angry at the world for not becoming a cop. I guess. He has adult braces. That's what stuck out to me, really. But other than that, I just was like, eh, these characters are nothing. So Maddie's going through the bank, and the mum demonstrates how the cameras work. Okay, these these cameras are the the stupidest thing I've ever heard for, like... First of all, okay, imagine at home, like, okay, that thing that comes out at Return of the Jedi and scans R2-D2 and C-3PO, it's that. It's that little, like, bulb yeah, on like the a mechanical thing. arm. But, like, yeah. But the thing is, you can absolutely tell they only mm. made one of those because you never see two cameras in the same shot. So what they did is they made one camera and then just put it in different surfaces for whatever shot they needed, which is hilarious to me. But the way she explains it is, okay, so that whenever they detect something, they turn on and start, and like, start yeah, streaming the video. Yeah, nothing records also. So if you stand... Yeah, that's the other thing, is, like, if they, if they are cameras that record, then this whole mm. heist is ruined. Because they, they don't try to disguise their faces, but they just, they, they're trying to get across the point that if you stand still, that you can get past the cameras. But, like... You, you still activated the camera. Like, I thought they were going to be like, we have to move really slow so the cameras don't detect us or something. But, like, no, it's just like, it's just like if you stop moving, you will stop showing up on the cameras. So no matter what, you're going to be on camera for a little bit. There's several times that's implied that they are not storing footage anywhere. This is just, like, it's just if, they, if the guards catch you, you're trapped. But if you pass by before the guards look at you you're good because we're not keeping this footage yeah uh yeah so maddie gets taken on a tour by hartman and we see austin at the dog training facility and this trainer is the creepiest person in the film yeah it's very creepy oh the creepiest yeah he's yeah he also only has like two lines i think but they somehow really managed to just evoke a very visceral response. Uh, we see Gus trying to get some blueprints. It, no can do. The architect won't let him get the blueprints to a bank. I mean, fair enough. But then... But also, he's very mean to the secretary. Yeah. Austin shows the secretary's burn from earlier on the barbecue and says that's what happens if he doesn't get a good grade. With Which is a pretty dark joke for this movie i remember being a kid and watching that being like whoa like they're implying that his stepdad burns well like he's doing a bit that like oh my stepdad will burn me if i don't do well and i need this thing to do well and i was like jeez that's that's rough yeah so the kind secretary sneaks a key and gives him the model out front and replaces it with a tiny one and then we see him just walking <laughs> off with <laughs> which i which i thought was a pretty good bit honestly and so we then see him, Gus, walking off with this big... Yeah, it's like a full... It's not like a blueprint. It's like a legitimate model that's like half... It's, a, it's like it's a... Yeah, it's like... Uh, I'm trying to give like a size reference. Like he has to carry it with two hands. Like it's pretty big. It's like half his body size. 
Yeah. It's like... It's... Yeah, is, is it half his body size or his full body size? Because it's big. It's at the very least two-thirds. It's pretty big. So back on the tour, Alan shows her the Maddie the master key code, which is De Niro. And he does a uh, De Niro impression on some screens in the CEO Yay. office. Yeah, he, he, he has, he has a, he's supposed to be like an aspiring actor, I guess. Uh, but but also is the, also is the fact that like this is something that I I like I get what they're going for that it's like oh you know adults would never suspect th- that they're like collecting information because they're kids but you're in charge of a bank you can't just say oh this is the password for everything I I love it. so around this part was when I started to turn on this character because I originally I originally was like oh I have this sad man. He probably just like do, does what he stole, and he's not a good person. But then he does the tour, and then he does the bad De Niro impersonations. Also, De Niro impersonations in two thousand four. Okay, and then and also every every kid knows who Robert De Niro yeah. is, of course. But then the more we interact with this character, and like, oh, he he doesn't want to be a bank manager he wants to be an actor the more i I was like okay you're pretty good you're pretty okay yeah so he takes her into the vault uh through a tunnel with a bunch of dogs in cages uh to the trainer who is teaching austin the safe word yeah i'm not gonna try to pronounce it uh but the thing that they're trying to put forward is he says like oh uh rottweilers only respond to german commands Mm -hmm. which is which which i get what they're going for and i think that is legitimately a thing that like uh that i've heard but uh, so i don't i haven't I didn't do any research on it but I, I feel like i've heard that before but what they're implying is that just like rottweilers have an inherent genetic disposition that if you say a german word to them they'll just stop whatever they're doing like i you can't suppose that they're all they've all been trained on the same commands i believe the word they're trying they they say it's Outcharts, outcharts, something like that, which uh, no. Austin goes ass farts, ass farts, because ass and farts are funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, the term ausfart is used for exits that are meant to be passed by vehicles. So I guess sort of. Okay, that's random. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, this movie does one of its weird turns where the guy just releases the dog the dog's the dog i guess it's only one towards austin because he can't say the word correctly wrong answer yeah it's <laughs> super creepy and he just starts laughing at him yeah, it's, it's messed up it's weird so austin escapes he jumps over the fence uh the secretary unlocks the case case gives gus the miniature and we get to the end of maddie's tour they go back to discuss their stuff. And it's two days before the heist and the party. Uh, they're at the track and they're testing if the go-karts can fit under the gates. And we see that Austin's a nervous driver. Same. Yeah, this was weird to me because, like, yeah, I, I guess there's that. But, like, go-kart, like, they're, they're talking like, hey, don't let the cart take you for a ride. You gotta drive the cart. And it's like... Go-karts are meant to be driven by children. Yeah. It's not like they're trying to... It's not like you're a 13-year-old trying to drive a car for the first time. Like, it's not that It's not that hard to grasp. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess. So, we see Austin booking three tickets to Copenhagen. 
while Gus is souping up the carts with some Xbox controlled, control, uh, controlled gadgets. And these are pretty awesome. But uh, is there also a bit where like we get a shot of them all sleeping in the same bed together? Yeah. And yeah, and that happens, and it's really weird. It's fine for like a second, and then the guys make it creepy. Yeesh, yeah. Yep. It's. I hated it. I was like, why is this happening all of a sudden? So, so it would have been fine if it's just like, hey, we're friends, and we're laying down in the same bed, and we're hanging out like friends. Sure. But then the guys like turn at her, and they're just like, oh. And it's like, oh, come on. So the day before the heist, they visit Hartman's house and they pitch him a film. They want him to star in it. So they fake a film set and this is very leverage. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the film set... Yeah, go ahead. I thought this was genuinely kind of smart. I was like, this is kind of like a fun thing that a kid would think of. I'll, I want to give the movie credit on so this So it's, it's smart in the idea and it's fun in the idea but the execution makes no sense why anyone would buy it. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, 100%. Because I was like, oh, great. They're going to film the scene, and then they're going to take the part where he says, turn off the alarm, and then they're going to use that in the heist. But they don't do that. In the heist, they show this whole scene in a video camera to the guards who can see that the set is like painted with crayons, yeah, and, and that the the directors doing this whole scene about something else, and they're like, "Oh, he said turn on, the, turn off the alarm. He must be right." Yeah. So after they've got that sound video clip, uh, there's some hetero nonsense. They're walking home, and yeah, this this is what we were talking about, where this like comes yeah. right out of nowhere. Yeah. So case to thanks uh, Austin, I think, and then Gus is like, "Oh, screw this." Ah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, she yeah, she, she she kisses him on the cheek like very briefly, and then he's immediately. Also, this and we skipped over it, but there's a scene earlier when they're agreeing to the heist, where they're saying like, "Yeah, we'll do this for your dad, for Mister P." But then the second that she shows uh, Austin a small amount of affection, Gus is like, "Well, I'm out. I was only doing this because I thought you were into me." Bye. I hate Gus. I mean, Austin's not married, <laughs> but I hate Gus. It's like, oh, come on. Because he just, like, throws the things he's uh, carrying away. It's like, ah, you gave him a kiss on the cheek? Fuck you, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Maddie affirms that, no, she's not into Austin. And then Austin's like, whoa, what the heck? I'm out to. And they just go off. <laughs> this is... This it's movie so would be so much bad. better if this whole thing wasn't there. Yeah. Why can't the guys just do this dumb, like, heist with to her? To save her dad's just life. Just because they're friends? And to save her dad's life instead of, oh, no, I'll only do it if you, if you say you're my girlfriend, if you say you love me. Right. That's what I was saying, is they were like, yeah, we'll do it for your dad. But then yeah. also, what they really mean is we also really want to bone you. And if we can't, if we don't think there's a possibility of that, so we're not going to help you. these kids don't even know what boning is. Ah, this, this movie, ah, this movie. So we see Maddie talking to her dad. She's talking to her dad while he's asleep. And she's saying what he thinks his mm. responses will be. And this is the scene where I think 
her acting style is really good. Like, Yeah, no, I like this, yeah. She's having this internal debate with herself, and she, as her dad, is trying to talk herself out of robbing the bank. And eventually she realises that she has to do what she can to save them. So then we get her going to both boys individually and saying that she loves them and gives them half the heart necklace. And she says to not tell the other because they'd be devastated. And they're just back in like that. Yep. Uh, like, Maddie, you deserve better friends. Like, honestly, you shouldn't be hanging out with these Yeah, boys. go find, um... <laughs> um... Like, find other boys if, if, if you don't want to be friends with girls or whatever. But, like, not these boys, because these boys are not really your friends. Yeah, I was going to say, who played Xenon? Xenon... Uh, Kirsten Storms. Yeah, her. Yeah, the Xenon <laughs> girl from the 20th century. Just uh, bringing it back into the decom area for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Although, I will say, this movie, like... I feel like this movie kind of started out as a decom in some circle, but they realized the budget would be too big, so they're like, "Ah, let's throw it on the big screen. Why not?" Because like, and I don't throw, I I don't say this lightly. There are some Disney Channel original movies with a more genuine character development and way better writing than this. I like, I don't know how this made it to the big screen. This movie's so weird. This like, I it's very I, weird. Honestly, same. I would believe if you told me this was like a, a, a TV movie, either a D comedy or maybe like an ABC movie or something. But except for the budget, like yeah. the, the budget that they need, they need to do some of this stuff is astronomical. But how did this movie make it to the movie theaters? That's I, I that's ridiculous. Uh, they're back to planning. Austin has constructed this holographic blueprint in two thousand and three. Yeah, can we address that real quick? Okay. That was the weird. That was the weirdest thing. Like I was like, wait, what? Like they have it. The, 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 the way I have it set up, they have a projector and like, and then he, they have it like pointing at a mirror, and like then it, the mirror is pointing down. And so I think they're trying to imply that it's not really a hologram. It's like a, some kind of weird projector trick. But then like they put on gloves and like he uses it to like highlight things in the image. And I was like, dude, you invented a hologram. Yeah. What is happening yeah. right now? I, I lost my mind because I was like, oh, you're going to show up project. Whoa, it's a, it's a hologram. Okay. Well, I guess I can buy that. And then they start touching and moving and highlighting things. I just it's lost wild. my mind. Yeah, forget robbing a bank. That's all you need. Yeah, just sell that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved it if that's how the movie ended. Where it was like, man, we didn't get the money. Well, I sold this hologram thing I made to Microsoft. So now we're good, baby. Yeah, I'm a billionaire now. Yeah, but she'll, he'll only give her the money if she kisses him on the mouth. I'm sorry. I know your dad's. I know your dad's gonna die, but I'm gonna need some tongue <laughs> yeah. action. This movie's terrible. Um, so now we're down to the high. Well, it's almost heist time, right? Yep. It's it's pretty much heist time. Except there's one more wrinkle added to the plan. Oh no, she doesn't. She is not. She not only has to rob a bank, she has to do it while babysitting her little baby brother. No, it's just, you know it's something that this was exclusively for the trailer, 
where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to rob a bank. But then it's like, Maddie, you have to babysit Max. And then she's like, Mom. And then it cuts to her, like, you know, holding the baby in, like, an awesome shot. Because the fact that they have the baby really doesn't play that big of a role in the rest yeah, of the film. Yeah, I can events. think of maybe one bit where it affects the thing. Yeah, otherwise, it, no. It gave me one of my favorite, like, oh, fuck off moments. And we'll get to it soon. Yeah. So she complains, but mom isn't having it. And Maddie's like, oh, do you ever think about what I want to do? Or do you ever think about me? And mm-hmm. then the mom's, this will come back. The mom says, I'm always thinking about you, Maddie, every single day. Maddie will remember that. <laughs> uh, and we get some uh, go-kart action now. Yeah, this is a, this is what I'm saying. This this is what the kids wanted. This is what the trailer sold you yeah. on. Is like we got kids zooming through the city streets on modified go karts with Xbox controllers. This is that. This is what you wanted to see. Although the problem is, is that they impl- kind of imply that they drive like the go karts from the track to the building, and they would have gotten pulled over yeah. in like five minutes. Yeah. Like, there's no way no one is like, wait, why are there go-karts on the street? This is, like, kind of supposed to be L.A., I think. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was shot no, in they, L.A. No, they, they specifically, uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be a police chase. They specifically say LAPD. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's no, like, why did you not, like, I don't know, bring, like, walk them or something a certain distance? Like, the fact that they drive the go-karts all the way to the bank is insane. Uh, I like, there are parts... The go-kart parts in this movie I actually enjoy, and I wish there would have been more, but I can assume that's where most of their budget went with the crazy yeah, absolutely chasing. They also they also do, this is more later, but, like, they have, like, you know, helmets on, but they only, you can tell, the reason they have helmets on is they have them flipped up whenever they need to talk to each mm-hmm. other, but then they flip them down and they put in a stunt driver yeah. into the go-kart, yeah. and it's very obvious. Uh, so, at the track... And the guys are still already there, and they're understandably shocked that Baby Max is there. And apparently he's not made a sound before, according to Maddie. Apparently. Yeah, she, she says, like, oh, he's never made a noise in his life. I think he can keep quiet tonight. Which is something I thought was going to be much more of a factor yeah. in this film. And that is, that plot goes nowhere. Yeah, and it's the first time it gets mentioned, so that's random. So they nearly get caught because he makes a sound. I'll get to it later if you don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah. So they cut up to the back, slip under the security gate, past the guard watching this. Who's watching The Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird thing, but I was like, oh, that's kind of, that's, that's timely, yeah. Yeah, uh, and here we get to my, oh, fuck off moment. They got us a baby suit? They got a formal tux for the baby. Yeah, I thought that was cute, though. It was cute, but it was <laughs> like, mean, where did you get? Uh, I suppose. Oh yeah, might well, have yeah, it we should have already. We, we, I mean, if you've got a baby, yeah, maybe for maybe like for a family party oh, or something. Maybe. I didn't think it was that weird. Uh, maybe uh, maybe no, it was we, just we me. We we should address that. Yeah, they have to they have to, they have to like sneak through the party to get where they're going. And like one of my favorite lines from the film is, uh, our, Austin and Gus are still kind of upset with each other, and so what they're wearing prior. Uh, Austin goes, huh, nice bandana that Gus is wearing on his neck. And then he looks at he looks at Austin and just goes, nice turtleneck. And I was like, oh my gosh, Austin invented the tactile neck, the tactical <laughs> turtleneck. 
So they get dressed and slip right through the front door, past the people who are looking at invites, which I thought was a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. There's like a line outside. And so you'd think like they'd have to be like, oh, our parents are in there. Like, that's why we like, that would be a moment where like being a kid would have yeah. its advantages, you know? Yeah. But no. So they manage to scoot through into the back room and Maddie passes the baby to Gus because she needs to climb up to the second floor to disable the motion sensors, get into the security post, yada yada. So she makes it up and sees mm. the guards like fighting in the booth. And just outside on the security monitors, the cameras have seen them and Chad notices them at the same time as he's knocked out. Oh, no, as he is... No, no, he's, yeah. hit, he's hitting the dick by the security other... By the professional security guard who for some reason is like doing these takedown maneuvers on him. It's so weird. This is where I wrote down my notes. So I guess the cameras don't store recordings because... Otherwise, that's it. That's that's your heist. You're finished. Yeah, the you're, cameras got you're you. done. Or the fact that you'd think Chad would be like, wait, did I see my brother at some point? Yeah. Like, that was weird. Like, I guess he was just thinking because they move out of the shop by the time he looks back. So I guess he was just like, oh, I guess I just thought I saw him standing there. But that's a pretty close-up shot of them. Like, I don't yeah. know how he could have thought he was mistaken. So this is a pet peeve of mine, uh, and it happens in this movie all throughout the videos we see from in the security room are just filmed with the same camera as they used to film everything else in the movie. So it's movie film. So it looks weird that the security room is full of movie film and that's being superimposed on all these green screens instead of, you know, like security cameras. And I know that's a tiny thing, but that bothered me every single time we cut to the to the security room. Maddie needs a way to get them out of the security room. And Gus passes up a toy car and a sock. And there's a ha-half stinky feet joke. Yeah, we, there was another line earlier where they were like, Gus is disgusting. And I was like, that's why that character was named that, so they couldn't make yeah. that one joke. Uh, so she rolls the car down some stairs to trip the motion detectors there. Uh, the head guard goes to check, and but Maddie realizes that Chad is still in the booth. She says she'll give the guys a signal, and she heads in. And this is uh, weird, yeah. Yeah. very weird. Yeah. Where I I know we've I've said earlier that she weaponized her uh, sexuality, but like this is she's legitimately kind of like trying like coming on to Chad to like distract him. Like it's like that part. In, like, a spy movie where, like, the sexy girl character yeah. is like, don't worry, I'll distract the guards. And they're like, how? And then she, like, takes her top off or whatever. It's weird because she's, one, a kid. Yes. Or at least the movie's telling us she's a kid. And then suddenly yeah. she's like, oh, I'll just flirt with him. And, like, it feels like a completely yeah. different character. It's creepy. Yeah, the fact the fact. The fact that someone wrote and then the child flirts with the with him yeah is mean is a problem is that that's not bad it's bad it's bad it's bad. And the fourteen year old flirts with the seventeen year old. Yeah, we don't know actually how old he is, but yeah. it's it's bad. I hated it. I was like, this is I hate this. But she tells him that she gets him out of the booth by saying that the chief of police is at the party, and he 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 should go down to meet him. Yeah. So. Uh, they head down to the party and she winks at the two as she's going down the stairs and they both think that she's winking at them. 
which I mean she she was technically, but they like think it's like oh she winked at me and it's like and then they're like oh maybe that was the signal and I was like yeah jackasses what are you talking about obviously that was the signal chad sees that the head guard is there and he's like oh no i should be in the booth so he jumps over the bar causing a huge mess to escape which isn't Mm -hmm. well not really to escape because everybody immediately turns and notices the huge mess that just got made and so he just stands up covered in like shrimp and sauces and it's like why was that the move, Chad? What what was your plan on that one? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's certainly something. Yeah. Maddie, after the distraction, heads back upstairs, and they meet in the elevator and get changed as they go up to the ninth floor and the CEO's office. Yeah, this was weird. Because, like, they, cl- they, they enter the elevator, the door closes, then they open it on the ninth floor where they need to go, and then they're dressed in heist gear, all in black, mm-hmm. with, like, backpacks and everything. So do they change, like, in front of each other in the elevator? <laughs> Were they wearing it underneath? Maddie can't be. No, the, Maddie, Matt, Maddie, Maddie definitely was not. Yeah. She was, she's wearing, like, a red dress that is with her back exposed. Yeah, this movie's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> and and the baby is wearing, like, a balaclava. So that's, that's, that's cute. Well, a beanie. The baby, I, I, as much as I was saying the, ba- the baby is kind of, like, unnecessary, he is pretty cute, I'm not gonna lie. So they try to get to the CEO's office to access the, like, overall systems, and they have to play red light, green light with the cameras a bit. Which, again, is, should not be how those work, but <laughs> yeah. really not. They treat cameras like, uh, like, sometimes they treat snakes in fiction, or mythological creatures like minotaurs like just don't move and they won't see you and then you move and then you don't move and then you move and then you don't yeah they're they're t-rexes from jurassic park yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) but like that but that's the other thing is that it's like you you don't move and then the cameras just turn off i guess for like five seconds and then you can move again like, it's like you think the second that you started moving again, they'd pick yeah. you back up. But nope, you just have to do it once. So they get to the CEO's office, and Austin... I'm in. Yeah, starts hacking. Yeah, because yeah, they, they kind of have un- underplayed the whole hacking thing. They just kind of brought it up, like, once or twice. But then he's like, but then he's like no, I broke the encryption. I'm into everything now. And I was like, you're a child. How do you know how to hack a bank? Yeah, and they don't they don't bring a lot of attention to it other than oh no yeah Austin's good with computers he knows how to hack. Yeah, he's a modern day Leonardo da Vinci. He has loads of time for uh, all of these things. Yeah, if basically if it has technology, this movie's like Austin can yeah. do it. So uh, Baby Max is left with Austin, and Maddie and Gus go back to the elevator. Uh, no, they head into the vault. Yeah, they, yeah, the they go past some cameras again. Uh, but when they get into the vault corridor, the dogs are all gone. What? Uh, Austin switches the cameras off, but Max starts fiddling with the controls. This is the one time he will have any effect on the heist. Yeah. And it's barely and it's barely a roadblock. He just is like, Max, that's not a toy, and then that's the end of it. Like they just yeah. have to stand still for like an extra minute or something. It's barely anything. Yeah. Open the door and head into the in a safe area and then the dogs get back and 
Chad has seen an alarm in Sector 5, which is the safe area. Maddie and Gus enter the vaults, and Gus is like, oh, wow, we're really going to get punished badly. Uh, we got, and he lists various punishments. I hate him. I hate him so much. He he I, he I, he does this a lot, where he's like, "Man, parents are gonna ground us," but I don't want to be a juvenile delinquent. Like it's like it's it's a gust. It's happening. Like deal with it. He's Stop in the middle of this heist, and he's like, "They're gonna make me wash the dishes." Like what the You're fuck? Like Twelve years yeah, old yeah, at least. You should I be believe- doing that anyway. Yeah, I believe you do no chores in your house, you privileged asshole. Ah, <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. Give in to your anger, your hate. Join the dark side. <laughs> He's just the worst. But so, but so the the, the thing that the thing happens next is that we learn that Maddie does not have a plan to get to the vault because the vault is suspended in the air, and so they were like, all right. Austin's taking care of the dogs. You're taking care of the go-karts. Maddie, you're going to be in charge of climbing the thing to get to the vault, right? And she's like, yep, 100%. That's my job. And then we get there, and she's like, all right, let's look around and figure out a way to climb up there. I was like, freaking, Maddie, this is a heist. You need to have this planned out beforehand. You need to know how you're going to get up there. I don't care if you Batman grappling hook throw something up there and then just rope climb all the way up there. Like, what? You just thought you were going to get in the vault and figure it out? Yeah, it's 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 not good. Yeah, so just then, Alan leads a air quotes guest into the CEO's office, where Austin and Baby Max are, and they start kissing in the CEO's chair. Yeah. Oh I'm, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. She. He. I feel like he was definitely like trying more to give a tour, but she brought him up here to bone him in the CEO's office. That's what happened. It's kind of cute that he's like. No, yeah, we just wanted to give you a tour, but I I guess we're making out. Okay, sure. Ooh, I just had a great thought. How fantastic would it be what? if there was a parallel heist going on here? <laughs> and this is to distract him from the other team? So, like, the girl was going to, like, pull a gun and be like, all right, now give me the combination of the safe. And he's like, what? And then, like, Corporate Blue is like, oh, no, we have a problem. Someone else is making a play for this. That would have been, that actually would have been cool. Because then they also would have had to out-heist the actual adults. Yeah. Or, or, like, she's just here to distract him while the rest of the team sneaks in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking more. Like, uh... Like, leverage. She, she's... She's the She's the, the, the Sophie in this case. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be so good. And you could pepper little hints throughout the start of the film. Like, uh, we could see someone um, at the party someone else that scouting. we saw previously in the architect's office. And we could... Um, yeah, you could see someone, when she's going around and taking pictures, someone else just, like, walking around the bank. Yeah. Has there ever been, like, a heist versus heist movie? Yeah. Where it's like... Has there? I, I that's oh, that's a really um, interesting concept where it's like uh, like they like like you follow like one team or maybe like I don't know if you follow both of them at the mm-hmm. same time and they like meet in the middle of the bank. It's like what the hell are you guys doing here? It's like we're trying to rob the bank. It's like oh, we're trying to rob the bank and they just have to like outwit each other. I can't think of a movie. Uh, uh, I can uh, straight in on my head. Yeah, which the one? The two thousand four classic film, Nicolas Cage's National Treasure. Oh, that's true. Hey! No, yeah, you got me there. 
Okay. I mean, there's not so much of the, but the, yeah, but that's not really a heist movie. It's a movie with a heist in it. I'll give you that. Yeah, but but like, there's definitely leverage episodes where there's two separate teams trying to steal the same thing. I remember those. Yeah, right, yeah. because it has Will Wheaton in it. I yep, Mr. Wheaton does appear in that episode. Yeah. The guest and Alan have started kissing, and inside the vault, Gus steps on a panel on the floor. And it brings up this fancy holographic interface. And when he... Gus... Gus can only do good things by accident. Uh, so when you hit a number on the things, a safety deposit box pops out of the wall. So, obviously, Maddie's going to use them to climb up. Yeah, they had... This This isn't out of nowhere. They had mentioned it, I think, like in the video or something, that the walls are lined by safety deposit boxes. But like this seems like a bad system because I feel like aren't safety deposit spot aren't safety deposit boxes generally like you have a key and the bank has a key like I feel like just having a computer control everything where you can just walk in, put your foot on the floor and open any of them. Yeah, maybe that's just the storage. Like the bank has a key to the box inside the box. Yeah, I don't know. And you have a key to the box inside the box inside the box, and inside that there's a smaller box that has a key that is stored in the um. I I don't know what is the significant banking institution in the Americas. I would name them, but I don't want to give them any any, yeah. any publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> Inside the belly of the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> sure. That famous mythical beast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Gus steps on the panel. Uh, Gus doesn't want her to climb up like that. I hate this! Yeah, and she once again uses her sexuality and says that she loves him and do this thing but like uh, it annoys me so much because Gus is like no no you're gonna hurt yourself I'm not gonna let you do this Gus I love you oh okay what do you want this one okay yeah that yeah that was that was a weird line where it's the I do I love you do what I say yeah it's it's super weird oh um and we cut back to Austin and Max and um, Alan and his guest, and the baby makes noise, and the woman mistakes it for for um, Alan moaning in euphoria. Yeah, kids yeah. movie. <laughs> you know, for the kids. Remember, the baby has never made a sound before. And like that's mm-hmm. when it makes chooses to speak. It seems a bit weird. I- bit weird and convenient yeah it's just i feel like and this is clearly where this bit was going but the reason i'm saying that this has no payoff is that nothing comes from the fact that this is its first time apparently talking it's just this one little like oh no nothing nothing's gonna happen yeah they wish him kissing but someone walks in and they have to break up their smooch sesh and make a beeline back to the party so back in the vault Maddie is climbing up, but she's at the top of the safety deposit boxes, and she's unknowingly tripped some sort of sensor, and the alarms go off. <laughs> yeah, like for, like not just in the vault, like every like the Everywhere. whole party downstairs. Here's a t- yeah, the the party downstairs is disturbed by this, and the evil Mr. McEvil's upset about it. This is my favorite line of the movie. The alarm starts going, and a computer voice says, Alarm, 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 yeah. alarm. 
do something, do something, do something, anything, <laughs> do anything. And I, I, that was yeah. crazy. I did like that too, yeah. And this is when Austin patches through the feet of Hartman, saying like, oh, turn off the alarms. There's okay, Pumpkin, I'm right here. I'll turn off the alarms. <laughs> no, Princess. He calls oh, Princess. He says Princess. Yeah. Princess. And this, I mentioned it already. This is where... I thought this was just going to be the audio and really quick. No, it's the whole video. Yeah, it's against a glance like a painted window. It's really dumb. Yeah, they don't question that. They don't question why it's daylight outside. They don't question anything. They're just like, oh, I guess. Yeah, they don't question why he's very obviously not panicking at all. Like, not even just why he's speaking to them like they're a kid. So they turn the alarms off, and Mr. McEvil is like, Oh, well, our security system works, I guess. <sighs> Don't just leave things like that to chance. I mean, do, because then we can rob your bank, but you shouldn't. I mean, I guess, I, th- I think the implication is that he's ju- just trying to, like, calm the guests down, because this is, like, all the sh- stockholders and everything. Like, I imagine in any other scenario, he wouldn't just let it go like that. Maddie is climbing up to this like beam that's connecting the vault to the wall, and the be- the vault itself is like suspended in mid air. It's like a scaffold kind of thing that she's yeah. climbing on. Yeah, it's like a scaffolding, and then the vault itself is like a shipping container. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it it's probably made out of shipping container. If we're honest, the the budget was. Yeah, something about the budget being used on the go-kart sequences instead of the, the vault. I mean, it's only there for like 10 seconds. So she is starting to climb up, but her climbing gear that she's been using so far gets stuck. Yeah, it's like this little thing that's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's got like stirrups on the bottom of it so she can put her feet in to like give her a foothold. And then it's like a little thing she puts in like the crack of the wall that like expands to like give her leverage, I guess, which that's, I, I wasn't trying to do a bit there, but yeah. leverage, haha. Leverage, haha. So yeah, it gets stuck, she can't take it out, <laughs> but there's this perfect crack running right up to the beam. And we get like a voice flashback to her dad explaining earlier. Yeah, to her dad explaining how he got in his accident and she starts to free climb. Yeah, she starts free climbing. She gets up to this the lattice beam, and she monkey bars across onto the vault. She's above it. Well, I just, I just, I, I just want to say, I, I don't know much about climbing, but like, I don't feel like what she's doing is looks possible. Like, it, she's just like putting her hand in the crack of the wall and then like lifting herself up little by little like it looks like she's putting the entirety of her body weight on her one hand yeah. and like i was just like that's wild like I, I i like i said i don't know anything about mountain climbing maybe this is actually how free climbing is done but it, it looked really like not how that should work yeah it's it's certainly something so she's above the vault and the only way to get down is to fall she drops and she falls off, but she catches the edge. Yeah, they, well, this is this is weird. Is that it's like they're acting like it's like this big drop, like 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 we said, like it's like got scaffolding, like monkey bars or whatever, mm. like above and below it or whatever. And so they're acting like it's like a huge drop to drop from the top bars to like the top of the safe. 
but it's like maybe like five feet like i know she's really high up but yeah. like you've got you've got a safe below you that should be the least scary yeah. part of the whole thing but apparently the bank is prepared for this and the extra weight sets off an alarm timer she has to get into the vault by entering the correct code before the countdown gets to zero or alarms everywhere and it's not De Niro. She tries that, and the code doesn't work. The boys say, oh, it, your mum designed the vault. It's got to be something important to her. Uh, so instead of immediately flashing back to what her mum said earlier in the day, uh, she tries mm. Maxwell, the name of her dad. Uh, no, Maxwell's the name of the son? The, the baby. The kid. No, it's yeah. Tom. T- Tom. Yeah, Max Max is the na- name of the son. Tom is the name of the yeah, dad. Yeah, she tries Maxwell, then she tries Strom. And then she's like, oh, what the fuck could it be? And then we have a flashback. And so here's, yeah, we have a flashback. But also here's the thing, is earlier in the film, with just the dad with the barbecue, is he says, hey, Madeline Rose, come over here and help me. And uh, and she's like, oh, dad, don't call me that. And so I thought that was like a subtle hint that like that's what the password was going to be, was like her full name. But that line went nowhere and has no effect on anything. It's like, you fool... You thought we were gonna have clever foreshadowing? Like, it's just, yeah. But we have the flashback. Sorry. Continue. So, yeah, she tries her name, Madeline, and it's right. Wow. Yay. Uh, She climbs into the vault and starts loading up the cash. And while she's there, she only takes the $250,000. Like, if your mother works for the bank and she suddenly needs $250,000 maybe take a bit more to obscure that that's exactly who would most likely be stealing it yeah but uh, like I feel like the kids really aren't focusing on that and they're they're already like they like she says that she wants to pay the Uh, bank back once they can like she just needs the money right now so I I wasn't too upset with the fact that they only took this Eh, I suppose so yeah Mm -hmm. so she drops the bags down to Gus and they're about to make their escape through the bank. She repels down, and they go out the door. But, whoops, they needed to input an exit code. They don't have an exit code, or they freeze, and like, what? We didn't know about this. And the alarm tr- mm-hmm. Which is really weird, because, which yeah, it's weird because the computer has been, like, an omniscient thing. Like, you could hear it at any time. Like we were saying with the do something, do something. But then right as they leave, they don't hear the computer go, enter, exit code, five, four, three. Like, they don't ever even, like, look back like, oh, wait, we forgot. It's just like... Uh, I think it's more like they were taken by surprise and they just froze up. Like, they turn around and see that they need the two important exit code, but, like... I think they just had a lot of um, momentum and couldn't turn around in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so the alarm trips. Uh, the head guard orders the dogs to be released. And Addy and Gus do a Indiana Jones slide under this huge door that's coming down. And Austin and Max meet them near the cages. The dogs are, are gone, but now they're chasing after them. So they run. Yeah, the, 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 the main security guard is like, I'm going after, I'm going out there, you, release the dogs. And, like, it, uh, Chad, like, looks around and then hits, like, a big red button. And then we just see the dogs, like, go through the doggy door. It's not like the cage is opened yeah. or anything. It's really, it's really weird. Yeah, I am 100% inputting that, um, Mr. Burns clip of him saying, release the hounds in here. 
100%. Go for it. Go for it. I like it. Release the hound. Uh, so a dog manages to bite into Gus's bag, and it begins trailing money. Yeah. I thought this was going to be more important. Again, what a fool. This leads to nowhere. It doesn't affect anything. Yep. They eventually get chased into a corner, and they're surrounded. But... And then Asphalt saves the day. Yeah. Austin manages to use the code properly. So the dogs, like, lie down and be docile. And then Gus is like, wait, the code word was farts? Yeah, it's weird he centered on that and not the ass bit. Mm. It's still a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, I remember <laughs> earlier um, when uh, the dad was launching the race at the go-kart track, um, he did this nice rhyme like, uh, get ready to start your gas and get ready to kick some butt. And like... It's very obvious that they were setting it up to be an, a joke that adults would get. Like, the obvious rhyme would be ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, a jo- it's a joke they thought was funny enough to yeah. repeat again at the yeah. end. It's like the dad's, sig- it's like the dad's signature yeah. line. Everybody and loves it. And I, I think that's so, pretty realistic. Like. So, here's where the guard shows up. Like an evil supervillain clapping slowly. Oh, you went to supervillain? I went to a horror villain. I mean, he's a villain mm. for sure. Yeah, you could go either way with it. He, he's just clapping and walking down out of the shadows. Yeah, they're definitely trying to make him seem more important than he has been for the rest of this film. Yeah, because he's been in Goofball the whole movie, and now it's like, oh no, they really messed up. We see he's being followed by Chad. And then the head guard mm-hmm. says that he want that no one's here to claim these kids. Yeah, he immediately, he doesn't go with like, okay, we're going to take you to your parents. Or okay, you're going to the police. He immediately goes, I'm going to torture yeah, you. Yeah, it just got really dark all of a sudden. There'll be no one to hear you scream. Yeah, it goes yeah. a real weird direction that the man's like, like a sadist or something. Yeah! It's like, ah, I'm gonna take my time with you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and he reaches for his stun baton, but it's not there. Chad has it, and he says, like, oh, were well, you looking for this, sir? And then he electrocutes him. It's good. Bad Chad saves the day. Yeah, yeah he has a real out-of-nowhere turn of heart, yeah. I feel like. Like, ah, the face turn! Considering, um, like, earlier we didn't mention it, but when Maddie was... Ugh, like, yeah, with him, uh, she said that, oh, you know, Gus really admires you. He, he, he thinks about you like your shack, which is a bit late for that reference, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think that they almost set that up well. Yeah, and I do like that he saves the day and then he's like, go on, go, go save your dad. And then he immediately stuns himself. Yeah, with like the baton he tries to flip it by accident. And then he grabs the wrong end. I was like, oh, okay, okay, he's still an idiot. That's good. So the gang uh, pick up some some of the bigger wads of money and go down a shoot. And at the end of the shoot, Max seems to have vanished. Like even though he went in at the same time, he's gone. But then he comes out sometime later, and there was no need for that gag whatsoever. Yeah, it was really weird. I noticed that, too. And make ready their escape. Austin notices that as they're getting into the go-karts, 
This is where the b worst subplot comes back again. <sighs> this is so dumb. It's just, it just keeps stopping the movie to a halt and then forcing us to deal with this. And I was like, what? No, just keep going. It's supposed to be the escape. Yeah, because Austin notices half of the heart around Gus's neck and Gus is like, oh, I'm... I didn't want you to find out about that. I suppose yeah. we have something to tell you. Yeah, he like goes, stands behind Maddie, and is like, listen, man, I'm real sorry. We got something we should tell and you. And then about. Austin reveals his half. They figure out that she played them, and they leave her with all the money, and they just go. And, like, you've already done a heist you might as well yeah at first well yeah yeah first first austin first austin says i'm not going anywhere until you explain this uh -huh. and i was like austin if you stay if you stay here you're going to jail yeah. you're gonna get caught but then like yeah the two just take off and it's like all right fine you can just deal with this whatever whatever maddie but yeah you're right like it's like you're already this far in just stick together you freaking morons yeah it's Silly. So we have a chase scene with just Gus and Austin now. Well, for, well, first they also introduce this really weird, out of nowhere thing: the fact that Austin's go kart is out of gas, pretty much. So then they have he has to jump to Gus's go kart in order to continue the chase. Like it cut. Like it makes no sense why his had less gas than uh, uh, Austin's. Um, so they Austin's the same distance. Out of fuel. Yeah, yeah it's Austin's. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. what I meant, sorry. Getting, gonna sorry, get I dark meant. again here for a second, but maybe, like, Gus underfueled that cart? Like... Oh, I damn. Mean, I, I thought about that. Cons conspiracy. Yeah, but this newfound brotherhood in betrayal that they're part of, he's taking pity on him. Yeah, so they're running from the cops. Mm -hmm. And, yep. uh, so, okay... His car starts running out of gas, and he's like, "Jump into mine!" And they do this, like, like I said earlier, I like the the go kart scenes; they're good. They do this cool jump from one yeah, go kart to the other go kart as they're going around, escaping and doing like quick turns. And then, uh, then I had the revelation that made me realize what this movie secretly was. When they suddenly pull out Nas. And I was like, oh, this is a Fast and Furious movie. No, they referenced the fact that he was putting nitrous in there, though. They did, during like the gearing up montage. Oh, okay. He's like, oh, yeah, putting nitrous okay, in there. Totally yeah, he puts that. nitrous in the car before. And he puts in some, like, jacks into this container on the back of it. Like he's handling uranium rods at a nuclear yeah. power plant. Like, he has tongs and stuff. <laughs> Something like that. But, like, this is what I was saying. is like, this is what kids wanted to see. They wanted to see two do two not a lot to do, it doesn't matter, two kids on go-karts outrunning the police using, like, toys yeah. to outwit them. This is what, this, yeah. is a good, this is the kids' movie they we wanted. wanted. People wanted Home Alone, but it's a heist instead of, like, this weird kinda, yeah. romance thing. Yeah, and on paper at least, that sounds like a great pitch. Mm -hmm. They go under a flatbed truck and the police are forced to stop. 
Which I called from the second this chase started. I was like, they're going to go under something and the police are going to have to uh, miss it or whatever. Oh, yeah. They um, also play a game of chicken with a helicopter. Yeah, that's I. that really stuck yeah, out to me. The police? The police have no problem killing this chil- these children. Well, one of them is black. Yeah, but so. one, one, topical. But no, also the fact is just that, like, that's there's no way that that's police yeah. procedure. Like, when you're chasing a suspect, get your helicopter down real close to the ground so they have to drive straight at you. That's, like, there's no way mm. they would do that. So they wonder if Maddie made it out all right. And, of course, they realize they have to go back. But Maddie is heading to the hospital. Which, uh, this was... This was so weird, is the fact that they're, like, they pull into, like, some, I don't know, I, they, it's not clear where they are, and they're like, oh, she's fine, yeah, they chased us, ba da ba and then they're just like, we gotta go back, don't we? And it's like, yeah, yeah, we do. And then they, like, leave, they go, the way they go back is they go under the truck that they went under, like, they went back the exact same way where the cops were waiting for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, was there no other way out of that alley? So they meant eventually get back together with Maddie on the way to the hospital and Gus releases a bunch of jacks onto the road and they burst the cop's t- tires and uh, direct action. Thank you. <laughs> so, so the the fact that he releases it using the Xbox controller, that's... No, this, I think that's fantastic. This movie, yeah, it's great. This is one of the things that make me want to like this movie. Like I said, the heist, yeah, the, the chases are cool. The only thing that would have made it better is if, like, they had utilized the whole controller. Yeah. Like, if he pre- like if he presses the X for the nitrous, and then he presses, like, the middle X, and then he presses, like, the X button for the jacks. But, like, I wish, like, the A, B, and Y buttons had all done stuff, too. Like, oh, like it was freaking the Mach 5. Like, that would have been so or, like, cool. replace the entire steering wheel with just the Xbox controller, so that steers it as well. That actually, that would have been a really cool thing if that's how they explained why Austin couldn't drive. Because, like... If, like, they were like, we know you can't drive, so we put an Xbox controller in yours, because he's a nerd, so he would know how to drive in a video game. Like, uh, oil spill, that's a classic one. Um, uh, uh, Tire undoers. Yeah, oil spill would have been good. Like, blades on your tires. Smoke screen. Oh, so many possibilities. Something like that. Yeah, so they eventually make it to the hospital, and we cut to the mum arriving at the bank. And she's getting walked through it. But uh, Lord Brisbane, Lord McEvil, walks up and blames the mum. <laughs> and Alan, tr- yeah, Alan tries to explain right, to, yes. that sh- to him that she did say that it hadn't been tested. And mm-hmm. this is where, and he tries to explain t- to the stockholders, like, oh, it's all her fault. But this is a bit wh- that I actually like. Well, yeah, he, well, first he fires Alan. If... In a very French voice, he's like, if you knew it hadn't been tested, then you should not have held this uh, little yeah. soiree. Yeah, he, it's the most stereotypical French accent I've ever heard on a man. Yeah, and his name is, his first name is apparently Francois. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, so they pull up to the hospital and run to the dad's room. They have all the money and they're going to Denmark right now. Which I... Which I think, which I think is a weird call, honestly. That they were like, "All right, we have the money. We need to get on this plane immediately. We're gonna steal our my dad from the hospital." Yeah, as well. what was the plan here? What put the money on top of the paralyzed man and push his his bed to a helicopter? But where are you gonna get? Like, what? Uh, what? 
Yeah, like, I would have sat on... I, I know, like, the longer you stay in the country, the more likely you're going to get caught. But, I mean, like, I would have probably sat on the money for a few days and then told mom, been like, hey, I got the money I stole from the bank. I know I wasn't supposed to do it, but we have the money. Let's go yeah. fix dad. That's where I would have gone. Uh, I guess, like... I guess, like, they knew that the cameras would have recorded them. So, like, they had to get out as fast as possible. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. i got to check something. Does... Denmark <laughs> extradite <laughs> to the U.S. Oh, it, that's just citizens. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not citizens of Denmark. No. No, they're not. So they pull up to the hospital, yada yada yada. Uh, the dad's like, oh, what have you done? What have you done? Oh my god, Maddie, what have you done? And the mum enters. The bags fall off, fall off the bed and money's all over the floor. Uh, we we kind of skipped over, but when the, she showed up, like the detective, the LAPD detective was like, "Yeah, they got our way on go karts, and we found this climbing gear in there." And the mom's like, "Oh wait, I know, I get it." Like, and then they do the whole thing where it's like we were talking about, where it's like, "Why would they only steal twenty five hundred dollars?" Like two, two, two thousand. Uh, wait, how, what, what would uh, that be? Two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, two hundred fifty thousand. $250,000 when there's like $25 million in there. And she's like, oh, I know this. So that's how she knew to go to the hospital. So Alan enters and along with a bunch of other bank... Oh, no, along with the um, investigator, uh, the police guy, the yeah, detective. The... And mum freezes up for a bit, but she manages to spin it. Maddie and co. are their security test team. Uh-huh. If the bank can't... Yeah. So she tasked her children and two others to break into this bank a very responsible parent well she says it like where it's like well mr brisbane insisted that it was so secure that i've decided to prove that even children could break through it and in the state in the state that he allowed it to be in. yeah in my contract it explicitly says that i have uh, authority to perform surprise uh, inspections and tests and this is what it was a test and you failed and the investigator's like oh do you believe this to mr hartman and he goes along with it which i think i i, I think that i think that's pretty much the only thing that saves them is because hartman's like kind of picks up the idea that this was not a test and like they were genuinely trying to rob the bank for the dad because he's hartman is a good guy as we've seen a bunch of times he has a he has a heart and his name is hartman ha 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 um but like uh, because the, for me, the thing that messed me up is the fact that they brought, they end in the hospital should like immediately show everyone that this was not a test. They were like fleeing or something and it was for the dad because like, if it was really a test, they would have just like stayed there and just been like, Hey, I just took this out of your vault. numb nuts. Like your security's whack. Like the fact that they had to chase them to the hospital is kind of a giveaway, but Hartman like hand waves it away. The fact that there was a chase where several cop cars were destroyed. Yeah, are they going to have to pay for the LAPD's tires? So outside we see the media cutting back and forth between parts of the story that the public are getting. So the heist is over. They failed. Dun, dun, dun. Right, but the, the media also says, like, oh, uh, they were... Tom Phillips or whatever is in critical condition. Like, they, they give the public... They let the public know the situation t- the yeah. dad is in. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's important. Um, so back at home... Mum and Maddie have a talk, and they, like, reconcile, I guess, about the whole attempted bank robbery and 
Suddenly Gus and Austin enter and tell them to get down to the track. And there's a whole bunch of people there. Like a lot. Like it's a genuinely a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And they're waiting to buy tickets to the track. They're going above and beyond. Like one kid says, oh, my parents gave me $100 to buy two tickets. Yeah, and tickets are like $3, yeah. which even, which, given, given the state of things, I would have at least hiked it up to a fire. Like $3 is really cheap. So they're crowdfunding his operation, and they still have nowhere near enough. Yes. Right, yeah. Although, but the thing the thing that messed me up about this part of it was, like, I know why they didn't do this, because, like, they, like we said, they don't get close enough to the money. But, like, wh- who are these people? Did these people come out just because they saw this on I the I think news? that was the idea, that maybe they hadn't told people which what? That's what I'm saying is the fact that, like, if it was just a bunch of randos, like, oh, we heard about you on the news that, like, your dad was sick, here's some money, goodwill to all, whatever. But the fact that, like, everyone acts like, hey, Maddie, like, here's some money for your dad. Like, they all know Maddie and her dad and, like, want them to want him to feel better is, like, weird because, like, yeah, you'd expect people to have done that already. It's it's so weird. So, apparently, they raised uh, 200 thousand but they're still fifty thousand short oh no they were just like six thousand oh okay then i totally misunderstood what happens later and hartman comes in he says oh you forgot about your consultants fee because as we all know you were consulting with security now it's only fifty thousand dollars but the new like chairman of the bank has offered a loan to cover the difference which is so very generous of him. See, yeah, that's what really solves it. See, that's why I got confused because I I misunderstood that and I thought he was like, here, have fifty thousand, but it's a loan. But that makes more sense. No, 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 yeah, no. He pays them first and then says, and then we'll give you a loan to cover the rest, with or like however much more you need because the evil man is out pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He demonstrated that he is incompetent. And, like, the board fired him. Yeah, or the stockholders or whatever. Yeah. Three months later, we cut to three months later, Dad is good, and he's starting a race, and he does that, um, gas butt rhyme. And somewhere off in, like, the wilderness near the track, the boys are forcing Maddie to choose between them, because she can't have two boyfriends. (sighs) That's just not how the world works. I love that she's not like, but I love you both. She's like... I don't want a boyfriend. Yeah, she literally is like, I don't want to choose. And they're like, you have to choose. You can't have two boyfriends. Which, polyamory was not as big a thing in 2003. So I get it. But we're not going to split hairs. Uh, but, like, yeah, the fact, you're right. The fact that she's like, I don't want either of you. And they're like, now nah, you got to choose either way. It's like, what? It's like it's like a person saying, do you want, do you want chicken or fish? And then you being like, I'm not hungry. And then like, do you want chicken or fish? You have to choose and eat one. No, no, I, I want... Uh, I'm trying to come up with something else. No, I, I, want, I want... There's a pretty obvious joke. Well, I know the joke I was going to say is tacos is the joke there. So she runs away and is like, fuck it all. <laughs> I have long legs. You can't catch me. <laughs> so, woo, that's the end of the movie. Woo, we did yeah. it. We yeah. survived catching that kid. Valisimo, we did it. Ooh, Dad, yeah. I, it wasn't, 
It wasn't painful. I, I don't think. I, oh. I think. Okay, so this is that scene in uh, Princess Bride. I spent the last few years building up an immunity to Iocane powder. Uh, the poison hit me, but you, thanks to D comedy, have slowly been ingesting a little bit of that poison, so now you have an immunity <laughs> to it. So for you, I'm like, oh, God, I wish okay, I and I'm here dying on the floor. No, no, no. Listen, no, 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 no. I do not think that this movie was okay. I definitely think that you're probably this right. This movie was fantastic. No, I don't think that either. <laughs> I think I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie, and I can respect the fact that this movie decided, like, we're going to make a heist movie for kids, so we're not going to spend any time on the characters or anything. We're just going to get straight to the heist for, yeah. like, then it's, it's the movie's and the movie's only an hour and a half, which is crazy short, really. Yeah. The whenever I'll, I'll give it this much, parts of the heist, because not even the whole heist. There's parts that make no sense, but parts of the heist, the actiony right. parts of the heist, are good. Whenever they're in the go karts, whenever yeah. she's climbing, those are good parts. But whenever they try to like right. explain the science of things, or whenever the plot stops grindingly to a halt. To be like, which boy do you like? I, I no, you're right. I yeah. barely survived this movie. I think if I no, you're right. I, if I, I wasn't watching it for the show, I wouldn't have finished a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, thank you both for watching this film for me. Oh no thank problem. You. No, I was happy. I, I I was happy to do it. I I was kind of nervous because I don't know anything about leverage. Uh, but then you were like, oh, I were watching Catch That Kid. And I was like, oh, I do love that movie, I thought, because I hadn't seen it in 14 years or whatever. Um, but, I mean, but it's a, it's a fine time. I'm not, it's definitely, there's no real, I don't think there's any real reason to watch it, folks at mm. home. Like, there's nothing, like, here that, like, oh, you've got to see. It's just, like... It's whatever. It's like a cinematic shrug. At the most, I would say, see if you find the the police go-kart chase on YouTube. That's interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be as much as I would tell you to watch. That's a recommendation. Pretty much. And I and I stand by my belief that this could have been a Disney Channel original yeah. movie if the budget wasn't yeah. so high. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it probably wouldn't have been a very good Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> so it would have been a Disney Channel original movie. Hey, that's hey. I can't subscribe to that. There, there, there are some genuinely good Disney Channel don't, original movies. Don't insult there. the man's work. Oh, okay. Well, it's not my work. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more of a connoisseur. <laughs> I would say, an expert in the field. Camp Rock is okay. Camp Rock's very yeah. good, in my opinion. I like Camp Rock. Uh, I, I say that my, I, I like to say, uh, my personal favorite is High School Musical Two. But if we're talking like standalone, uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Oh, it's a, well, it's yeah, a great time. That, that one's good. Uh, High School Musical Two is good. High School Musical One's okay. It's. Did you know? Did you know that they made a High School Musical movie in Spanish after the popularity of High School Musical? No, I did not know that. Wait, it's, so like, it's the same movie with Mexican actors. In Spanish, refilmed, but it's the exact same movie. That's I. That's that's amazing. That's something. I, I might need to watch that at some point. We might we might do we might do a bonus after we do High School Musical. We might do a bonus episode about the the Spanish version because that's um that's amazing. 
if you want me, I'll, I'll show up on that one. Because, yeah, I remember. I think it might even have been a made-for-TV, like, also. And they showed it in, like, one of the main Mexican TV channels. That's amazing. But, yeah, I vividly remember the trailers for it. That's incredible. Yeah. I think the High School Musical anyway. series as a whole is probably one of the more solid things in Disney Channel original movies, like, universe. Yeah. And... Uh, fun fact, I once reviewed the Nintendo DS version of the High School Musical 2 game for a newspaper. Wow. <laughs> that, that was a lot of... That, that <laughs> sentence just went to places I did not say it It going. was something else. It was basically just mini-games, and all the songs were done in, like, a, um, an Osu style. Okay. Like, a, you tap the orbs yeah, to sing. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Interesting. And you made sandwiches, and you um, of course, cleaned the pool, made, and made sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, that tracks. But I have sandwiches is weird. I'm trying to think if there's any decoms about stealing something. I know that's really. I mean, if if you can't come up with any, then then how are we? Well, the, 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 there's there's just a there's just a lot, and so I I have to, so it'd be a tricky. Yeah, like the only situation. I, it's hard to remember all of them. The, the only the other head. one that I remember being a big deal in Mexico was, uh, is it called Cheetah Club or the Cheetah Girls? Oh, Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls Girls. 2. Yeah. Because a Mexican pop star uh, plays like the rival in that one. Yeah, it does take, it takes place in Spain too. So so there's probably, I think there's Spanish. Yeah, and for some reason they made her Spanish despite being Mexican, but whatever. Listen, Disney Channel doesn't do it. Yeah, it's like, and she doesn't really have a Spanish accent in the movie, which is like, that would be if yeah, you guys okay. were watching a movie and they're like, oh, this British character is here. And they just speak regular English and no one comments on it. Yeah, pretty much. I could That could happen in Disney <laughs> Channel version of a movie, really. Uh, also, I googled heist decom to see if there's anything I was forgetting. And the first result is okay. Catch Kid. So I think, I think, okay, I think we're good. Okay, we did it. Yeah. We, we did a team. So shall we move on to trivia i've got some trivia here sure shoot me oh trivia i'm going to individually send you a list of trivia things and then we'll read each of them out one at a time in the order me frankie luke oh my god uh i don't know if this is in your trivia but i was looking at the at the uh, right? don't spoil it. Okay. Don't spoil it. Okay. Okay. We'll okay. See if it comes up and if then it doesn't come hold up, it for I'll after. say it. Okay. Okay. I've sent them to you individually, so I'll start. Yes, I the, got it. Uh, the budget for this film was eighteen million dollars, and on opening weekend in the U.S., it grossed five million eight hundred thousand and twenty-four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And it was released. On the eighth of February in two thousand and four, a gross. I find the I find, I find an eighteen million dollar movie that this is an eighteen million dollar movie very hard to believe. But continue. yeah, I took, how much did Kristen Stewart get paid? It grossed sixteen million seven hundred two thousand eight hundred sixty four dollars. So, underperformed by more than a million dollars, domestically at least. Oof, yeah. Uh, Lola Kirk was considered for the role of Maddie Phillips. I will have to Google Lola Kirk. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. Unless, is she a deep comedy person that you know, Lucas? 
No, not off the top of my head. I mostly just copy these um, yeah. from um, IMDb and... Lola movies. Kirk is an English born American actress, singer and songwriter. Uh, she was in Gone Girl, AWOL. I have yeah, no idea who this person Disney is. Channel. Not. Yeah, neither do I. Okay. The writers, Michael Brandt and Derek Haas, also did the screenplay for Too Fast, Too Furious, which is pretty wild when you think about it. Okay, so this this lends credence to my... This is all in the same universe. Uh, Catch That Absolutely. Kid is in the Fast and the Furious universe. You can't, you can't tell me it isn't. I would love to see Catch That Kid meets too fast meets fast and furious and they race go-karts i mean especially like fast furious one and two it actually like has a lot of the same logic film logic in them of the and mm-hmm. la- later on movies is more uh, fantastical but these two kind of fit sure. in the same space okay during the scene where austin and max were hiding under brisbane's desk while mr hartman and a woman were kissing the baby cried so much, its mother had to be under the desk with Corbin Blue. I guess you can't blame the baby. In 2016, Mara Wilson wrote in an article for The Guardian that she auditioned for the role of Maddie. And Mara Wilson is uh, the actress who, as a kid, played Matilda. Yeah, that's pretty much all I know her from, but that, yeah. that might have been interesting. I like Mara Wilson. She's also a purveyor of BDSM literature. I think I've heard something about that. I have not, but to each their own. Um, When the three kids are changing to go into the party at the bank, the director was going to have Austin kiss Maddie's neck, but he decided to cut it out. Thank Thank God. That that would have been weird, just because nothing romantic happens in that scene Uh, particularly. So just to to have him kiss her neck kind of out of nowhere would have been really weird. Yeah, would have been real weird. When Maddie gets ba- stuck babysitting Max and brings him to the go-kart track, we see him walking. Christian Stewart tried to pick him up before they started filming the scenes, but the baby didn't want to be picked up. He is kind of an older baby than they treat him. He does look more like like maybe he's like three or four yeah. than like one or two. Uh, George S. Clinton, the music creator for this film, also worked on Moral Combat, but Austin Power Films and the 2018 Disney Channel original movie, Zombies. Oh, God, so no. So, you have that to look that... forward to. Zombies is, a, is like the most recent decom to just come out, and people have not stopped hitting up my spot about it. It looks like from everything that it's a gar- It's going to be a garbage fire, but I'm honestly kind of interested to see how much of a garbage fire, but then I have heard some people say that it's kind of good, so opinions are all over the place. And I, I, I just I don't want to hear about it. So uh, the music, if the music is gonna be like the music in this movie, then it's gonna be unremarkable because I I do not remember the music in this movie. I remember like some of the soundtrack was okay, the but score, I don't remember really yeah. the composing. Yeah, um, Max's full name is Maxwell Phillips, and Maddie's full name is Madeline Rose Phillips. That's not <laughs> much of a fact. We kind of could have put that together just from their names and knowing their last name. But I guess, it's, but yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, the one I was gonna mention was in the. Oh, hang on. Oh, We're you got more? Okay. No, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, have yeah, one yeah. more. Too. I'm out. Oh, you should have oh, that. I skipped one. My bad. Oh, this is also a remake of the Danish film Catch That Girl from 2002, otherwise known as. I'm gonna butcher this. 
Kletretosen. Oh, I had no idea what I think you nailed it. No, I didn't know that either. I, I wonder if the Danish version is any good. It made $2 million in the US. I mean, that's not yeah, nothing. Yeah, 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 never mind. Uh, the film has been recognized yeah. as good film for kids and all good fun. The film won a Starboy Award for the best children's film at the Ulu International Children's and Youth Film Festival in 2002. Okay. So it might be okay. Sure. Stark Sands characters clearly referred to on screen as Chad, but when the credits come up, he's called Brad. Okay. That's so weird. Bad, bad, bad Brad. Bad Brad. Oh, no. That's, bad Brad. That's worse. That, do, that does roll better. It does roll off the tongue better. Uh, the Simpsons episode that the security guard is watching is season one, episode 10, Homer's Night Out. Which I feel like I kind of... I don't know if I, I... I couldn't have told you that, name, the name of the episode, but I do, I do kind of remember that episode because it's like... Because they show the clip of Bart taking a picture of his butt with like a little camera, and I remember... There's like the ep- that there's that episode where he takes like a picture of Homer dancing with a lady or something, and like Marge gets all mad at him. So I figured that was the same episode. I could not have placed it by name or season though. So I appreciate that. I just want to go through one of these writers' film career. So you have Too Fast, Too Furious, and then after that, not before, after that, Catch That Kid. So and then Three Ten mm. to Yuma. And then Wanted, and then the movie The Double, and then in 2016, Overdrive. Is this a car movie? This is a car movie. This guy really likes car He's movies. The, 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 he started with go-karts and he made his way up to yeah, cars. Well, he started with cars, went too fast, and then oh, he yeah, was like right. go-karts, right, right. and then he was like trains, and now he's back to cars. Shall we go on to questions? We've got a bunch more questions than we used to. Oh, awesome. Really? Oh, so you can get in contact with the podcast on Twitter at Let's Steelcast or on Gmail at Let's Steal a Podcast at gmail.com or on our Tumblr account at Let's Steal a Podcast.tumblr.com. And First questions on Twitter. Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon says, So considering the fact that some cats like to go indoor rock climbing and the bad acting in A Talking Cat, what do you imagine a poppy ball version of go-karting or Mario Kart would be like with kittens of various breeds? I think it would be adorable. Uh, yeah, adorable is my first thing. Well, I just it would be adorable to see them all sit in little carts, but then when the race started, it'd be tragic because they just bump into each other and hurt each other. It'd be very sad. The, that's the trick, is that the it's the kayfabe. The kayfabe is that they're racing, but in reality, you have oh, the okay. cars being controlled by people. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, oh, you okay. know, it's scripted. Uh, that, 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 that could work. I do want to see a kitten in, like, a little, like, helmet and goggles. Oh, that would be adorable. That'd be great. Like, all the... But what if, like, all the cars are different? So you have a kitten in, like, helmet and goggles and, like, an old uh, Formula One car with, like, a scarf. And then you have a kid in, like, a uh, trucker cap and, like, a NASCAR team car. And you have, like, weird things like a tank and uh, a big 18-wheeler. Mad Max style car. Yes. I Basically, sure. I'm just saying I, give me Twisted Metal with kittens and less murder. 
<laughs> I do know for a fact that if they were doing like Mario Kart and there's power-ups, in place of the banana, the cat would just like make a hairball and then the cart would spin oh. out on that. They throw catnip instead of like uh, that oil. That oil, so like it hits them, like yeah. They can't see anymore because of the catnip. Sure. Also from Jasmine. Yo, Frankie, what's your favorite TV show memory from childhood? Doesn't have to be decom based either. I want to hear what baby friend found fun. Um, also, thanks, Jazz, for another show. Jasmine March, always sending us a question. Thank you so much, friend. Um, oof. TV, mommy, TV movie memory from my childhood. They were all in... The ones I remember were all in Spanish. So it's either watching Santa Claus... Uh, it was just called that in Spanish, Santa Claus. And then English, it got translated to... Santa Claus versus the Devil, the best movie ever made, ever, ever, about Santa fighting the devil with the help of his wizard friend Merlin. Uh, it's a terrible movie, and it's the best one ever made. Or I have big memories of a series of movies starring Little Red Riding Hood and a skunk. And these were live-action movies. The skunk was a guy in, like, a costume. Mexican TV was weird. <laughs> so, uh, we don't have any emailed in questions, but on Tumblr... Ooh, we got some Tumblr questions. Yes, we do, from at the Andromeda system. Why was this movie even made? Why or when? Because someone... Why? Because, mm. well, yeah, wait, yeah, because someone wrote a script for a Disney Channel original movie, and they said, look, this we can't do it on Disney Channel, the budget's too much. And then somehow someone agreed to give them 18 million goddamn dollars, and they just did it, and they got Kristen Stewart and Corbin Blue on board. I don't know. It, it was a money laundry scheme. That, that's what I think. Uh, I mean, maybe. It was made so there would be a novelization of it, which there is. There's somewhere out there, there's the Catch That Kid, the book based on the movie. The Andromeda System also asks... What the fuck was this movie even about? Well, now you know. Yeah. Yeah, we just thought we just we just talked about it for like it, two it's hours. It's about a girl who wants to save her dad, so she wants to do a heist, but the only people she can count on are her two stupid friends who don't care about her dad really and just want not even like they don't even want to bone they just want like the big idea of having a girlfriend like they're they're, they're in love with the idea yeah of like they don't even want to like kiss her they just want her to say i love you you're my boyfriend yeah they want to possess her like yeah. an object yeah pretty much yeah and then, to be fair, she uses that against yeah. them and uses it to control it, them. It, it ends well. All right, this third question from the Andromeda system requires a bit of an explanation. Um, with the Tumblr post I made announcing it, I also posted the trailer, and the like preview image of the YouTube video is Gus in front of the like um, safety deposit box interface, and his hair is in that weird mohawk. Oh yeah, we didn't comment on that. That's bad. It's a bad look. It's like it's bad. Yeah. I think the Miz was was sporting that look around the same time in wrestling. It's, it wasn't good, but the Miz was the bad guy. You were supposed to boo him. 
So yeah, no, it's not a good look. So he he was the heel. Yeah. Yes, you're getting wrestling. My other goal for this podcast is that you're gonna get all my wrestling vernacular by the time we're done with leverage. You're gonna be <laughs> no, like, I, I already knew heel. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, these these uh, criminals they work themselves into a shoot, brother, and then and then uh, I'm yeah, no, I'm I'm ready for that. So the question was, did everyone have bad hairstyles? Um, I don't uh, think so, really. It was just, it was just that. Well, oh. it was just Gus. Yeah, just, just oh, that. Yeah. Just well, Gus. It, 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 it was the, it was the early two thousands. Yeah. So hairstyles were pretty variable. <laughs> Gus was a big Miss fan. He would be a Miss fan of. I mean, an, an early Miss. From Sheska Mouse. So podcast question: Was this trying hard to be a Spy Kids and failed, or what? I love the Spy Kids series. If you're doing a bonus episode on that, uh, Luke, I'd love to be on it. Wink, wink. Uh, uh, I don't know. We, we we have a lot of stuff to get through. I mean, we 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 have a lot of memories. We mean, I'm always really like Spy Kids when we were younger. I don't know if that's ever come up in conversation because I feel like it's one of those movies that we might not have too much to talk about. Oh, I don't it, know. it's got a uh, star-packed cast. How could you not have stuff to talk about? It? Spy Kids Two is uh, is the best cyberpunk movie that has ever been made. Yep. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like we wouldn't have much to talk about because we yeah. like it too much. Like with something because we genuinely really like good. as kids, yeah. and it's hard to look. Yeah, it's hard to look. Except maybe the third one is pretty weird, and I've never. Maybe we do Spy Kids four because mm-hmm. I've never yeah. seen that, and I don't know if it's Shark any good. Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Oh, uh, the unofficial uh, Spy I, Kids. Uh, yeah. The un- the unofficial, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't. No, I don't think that I. I didn't get. The problem with the, comparing this to Spy Kids is that Spy Kids had a lot of creativity behind yeah. it. And I feel like this has, like, two creative ideas, and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, no, the, the Spike It movies, like, I have some personal problems with Robert Rodriguez, uh, but he has always been a very creative person, so the Spike It right. movies, especially the, the first three, I think even the third one, all have, like, very unique ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's one way of putting it. I really like the second one. It's good. Yeah, that's all our questions. I guess, uh, do we have some recommendations this week of things around the internet or just in real life that you think other people would like, Luke? We we usually do um, some sort of recommendation. Something we've been enjoying lately, like a Netflix series or... A podcast or something. Okay. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I'm I'm trying to think. Oh, I've been... uh, I watched, I like shotgunned all eight episodes of the new Queer Eye that's oh. on Netflix. I highly recommend that if, if you want to be uplifted and just be inspired. And it's it's a great show, and it doesn't it like it's it just makes you feel good about yourself, and it's like funny, but also uh, really interesting because you want to see how like the guys are gonna make over these dudes and like improve their life. And it's like it's not like just about like style either. It's about like you know how they approach the world and everything and it's really it just it just leaves you feeling like you're in a good place and i i really appreciate that, that. Sounds awesome. like watch the first episode yeah watch the first episode and it's really cool uh there's a couple there's some that stand out about about others there's one where they uh like deal in the first one they deal with a guy who's like they they do it in georgia so it's a, they have a lot of people who like have never had experiences with gay people mm-hmm. before because it's the south but like it's really cool to see like them help these people and like kind of just work out 
this these differences and just like talk about it like there's the like i think the most famous episode right now is like one where they're helping out a cop and one of the fab five is karamo who's a black gay man and they uh and they're kind of and they kind of try to address the fact that you know uh cops and uh the african-american community are not in the best of shape right now in terms of having a relationship with one another and so it's just really cool to see them like address that while also still being like so cool and inspiring it's just it's just a great show it's eight episodes each is like 45 minutes check it out it's fun it's great i love it and you'll pick up some good lifestyle tips i learned how to make guac with four ingredients it's great (laughs) i did see that in one episode uh they make mac and cheese with with peas and i don't know about that yeah that's just weird i i I saw black twitter being like i'm I'm sorry but you don't do that y'all are too white huh i don't I don't remember that. Maybe I was. Maybe I missed that. But no. no. Uh, uh, but uh, no, that's pretty good. Um, I've also been watching uh, Grey's and Frankie on Netflix. If anyone's watched that. Oh, I love that oh, show. Oh, it's so good. I just, I just got, I just got into it. Uh, and it's like there's like four seasons of it, and I need to. I like, I jumped in because my friends were watching it, and like season three, and then like two episodes. I was, and two episodes in, I was like, oh wait, I need to go back and watch all of it because I love this show. Mm. So check it's that very out. good. Awesome. Yeah. And it's got it's got Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin in it, so you know it'll be good. And Martin, she- and Martin Sheen, who I, I love Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. He's yeah. great. Awesome. So, uh, Frankie, what about you? Uh, I think I'm gonna go for a podcast this week. One of uh, I, I'll call it new. It only has a couple of episodes, maybe like seven or eight so far, and it's probably one of my favorite new podcasts. That is. Uh, I only listen to the Mountain Goats because I sometimes, for a long periods of time, I only listen to the Mountain Goats. They are my favorite band, uh, without a doubt. And in this podcast, Joseph Finn, creator of Welcome to Nightville and Analysis and Dead, goes to uh, John Darniels, uh, who's the singer and songwriter of the Mountain Goats, goes to his basement. And they talk about the the songs and my second favorite Mountain Goats album, All Hell West Texas. And every uh, every episode, they talk about one song, and then there's a cover of it. And some of the covers have been like mind-blowingly great. Uh, so I I sincerely recommended uh, one of my favorite new podcasts about my favorite band. About my second favorite album. This show was made for me, so I hope other people enjoy it. What do you have uh, this week to to recommend, uh, Cass? Well, um, if you're big into D&D, or D&D internet shows in general, you'd probably know that Critical Role has just entered a new season pretty recently. So it's a fantastic time to jump in. They've got a whole new campaign, all new characters. It's got a bunch of geeky voice actors like Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, and Matthew Mercer as the Dungeon Master. It's really charming, really fun. Uh, they're fighting giant uh, demon toads, uh, hyena monsters. It, it's it's really good. And Jester, the blue tiefling, is the best character ever. Thank you. Okay. So those have been our recommendations for the week. We just, we already did, but we're going to steal in the last episode. So we just have one thing to do 
And that is plugs before we go out of here. Luke, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'll plug. It's been alluded to multiple times, but I am the co-host of the podcast D-Comedy uh, with my uh, wonderful sister Emma, who unfortunately could not join us tonight. Uh, we Where we are watching every Disney Channel original movie one month at a time. Uh, we are just about... We have... We're, bleh, we have, I think, 18 episodes, and the 19th uh, should be going up very soon. And it's uh, a very fun time, and you never really know what you're going to get uh, with every movie, but we try to always make them entertaining. So if that sounds like it's your thing, uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher. And as always, you can find us on audioentropy.com with a bunch of other great podcasts. But give us a listen, follow us on Twitter at Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. Can't speak for anyone else, but I know that I really enjoy your commentaries on the decom not commentaries, but like reviews each month. It's nice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, 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 I you, you call it commentary. We, I always say that we are, we are decommentators. Oh yeah, of course. Which is, which is a pun. No one is. No one. No. No one's called me on how stupid of a pun that is yet. And I, I I'm just, uh, just soaking <laughs> it in. Uh, no, yeah, definitely. I've, uh, I've just recently started. I watched the, uh, the first episode about that weird house and that lady and y'all were very funny. I, I always, I was. I always feel bad when people say they just started listening and they just listened to the first episode because the first episode is so goddamn long. <laughs> like the first episode, first episode's like I, I just feel like it's like because we eventually kind of started to like try and make them all around the same time. The first is like two and a half hours because we were just like going wild. Listen, or this episode's gonna be three hours long, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. I am not. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying there's something wrong with it, but I just feel. I, I just feel like people are gonna be like this. I like this show, but it's like two, if it's two and a half hours long every week. Oh man, like. Uh, but uh, but no, thank you. I hope you I hope you enjoy. We really like doing the show, and we've gotten some really great responses from people on Twitter and on iTunes reviews. And it's just it's really nice. It's really nice to see people uh, enjoy something you make, and I hope they enjoy this thing that we're making. Cass, like every week, what do you have to plug? I just got uh, me on Twitter at what is cosplay, and the podcast itself. Basically, that's basically all I'm doing. Cool and oh yeah. Also, yeah. If you, also, uh, also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at wildfire Perfect. underscore king. I forgot. I always forget to. I always forget to plug that because I <laughs> haven't been on Twitter very long and I'm still kind of figuring it out. Uh, but yeah, okay, that's awesome. And as always, I am Frankie Extra. You can find me uh, at Frankie Extra on Twitter with one e. Uh, keep an eye out there. I'm working on some projects. I don't want to spoil them. Because they might not happen, so keep an eye on my Twitter. Uh, I think that's the show, Cass. I think it is. And would you like to do the sign-off for us today, Luke? I will be posting what you're supposed to say in the chat. <laughs> okay. Have fun with this one, Luke. All right. Oh, lovely. Um, all right. Until next time, Age of the Geek, Keep baby. spying. Wait, <laughs> yeah. what? Undercover? Undercover. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. The power I don't know. with you. Power protect you always. See y'all until next time. DCOMs forever? Age of the Geek, baby. Let's do it. Age of the Geek, baby. Okay, guys, let's go over the plan. I created a digital blueprint of the building. That is awesome! 
find out how far three friends will go. We're going to make our way to the safe. It's suspended 100 feet off the ground. To save her family. You ready? Let's hit it. Let's go save your dad. Hi, Mom. What are you doing? I'm just hanging out. 